What's up, people? Adam Hunter here. I am still out of the country, so it's still part of the best of week where I'm going to show some of my favorite interviews over the course of the past five years. Now, I had the honor to talk to Daniel Cormier numerous times. One of my favorite fighters, one of my favorite people, someone I look up to, the UFC champion, the heavyweight champion, was a duo five champion, two-time Olympian. So we're going to play some of the interviews I did with Daniel Cormier. Uh, and I, that was a highlight of, of my career. I'll be able to talk to that, that legend. I want to thank our sponsor, Santa Cruz Medicinals. Listen, they got potent CBD-infused coconut oil, olive oil, MCT oil, as well as vape pens and more. It's gluten-free, it's vegan, it's paleo, and sugar-free. I use this stuff, and it helps with pain. It helps me relax. helps with stress. I, I highly recommend it. SCMedicinals.com. SCMedicinals.com. Mention Roasted, you get $5 off. As well as Speedweed. Listen, marijuana is legal in California. You get it delivered. Don't leave your house. You go to your house. You can get all kinds of stuff. All bad things happen when you leave the house. Okay, so get it delivered to you. They will. They will take care of it. They'll. They'll. they'll they, they got great stuff. They got marijuana. They have edibles. They have CBD. They have anything you need. THC sex lube. Okay, you know, spice up your sex life. And they're good people. Whatever you can possibly imagine. When it comes to marijuana. Speedweed has. Follow them at Speedweed. Speedweed.com. Check them out. Mention MMA Roasted. You get $10 off orders of $100 or more. If you want to see me do comedy in person, I'll be in Reno, Nevada next week at the Laugh Factory. Reno, Nevada at the Laugh Factory. In April, I'll be at the Black Box Theater in uh, Boca Raton. That's April 19th and 20th. I'll be in New York City at the Gotham Comedy Club on May 17th. And in June, I will be in Minnesota at the House of Comedy as well as the Arizona House of Comedy in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, every Tuesday night, you can see me at the Dime Bar in Hollywood, and I got more dates coming up. So uh, if you also you want to hear my, my, my CD, uh, you can listen to my album. It's on uh, Pandora as well as Spotify. Just go uh, Adam Hunter Still Broke. I have three albums actually on Spotify. I have Adam Hunter uh, Dysfunctional and Adam Hunter Needs Help. Uh, all those are on Spotify iTunes and Pandora. So, let's get to Daniel Cormier, some of the interviews I did with him. Uh, super honored, and I hope you enjoy. Take care. Bye. So we're gonna we're gonna call uh, we're gonna call Cormier first. Uh, we're gonna talk about his fight with Rashad Evans. Uh, his maybe possibly fighting John Jones after that. Got a lot of questions for Daniel, and uh, thanks for listening. Hello. Hello. Is this Daniel Cormier? Yep. Hey, what's up? It's Adam Hunter on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Hey, Adam. How you doing, bro? Good. How are you? T-Rex couldn't make it. He, uh, I don't know. He, I guess he had seven more kids during the show or something. But uh, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. Just sitting on eating some lunch. I forgot we were doing this. Oh, nice. Thank okay. you. We're such a priority to people. Half of our guests don't even know why we're calling them. No, but, uh, <laughs> no problem, dude. I, I'll do it. Can you hear me right now or, or do I need to step outside? I can hear you great, man. I can hear you great. Uh Okay. So congrats on your, your big fight against Rashad Evans, man. 
Oh, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm so pumped up about this fight. It's, it's, uh, I'm really going to get to test myself against one of the best fighters of all time. Now, I mean, now Rashad looked great in his last fight against Chael. Are you, uh, have you been watching that? Are you, are you nervous at all? I mean, what, 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 what are your thoughts? I'm always nervous, you know. I mean, these guys are professional fighters, man. And, and, and once you get to the level that I'm fighting at now, it's, there's always a lot of nerves. But uh, it's not based on just the fight with Chael Sonnen. It's based on the fight with Chael Sonnen, uh, Chuck Liddell, uh, Dan Henderson, Forrest Griffin, and everybody else that he's beaten. You know, Rashad is beating the longer list of guys, some of the best fighters of all time. So uh, it's based on everything that he's done in the sport that makes me nervous and makes me want to prepare uh, harder than I ever have before. Right. No, I mean, Rashad, I mean, he's looking, he, 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 he's one of these guys I feel like he's either on or off, you know? And when he's on, he's yeah, on. He's on he's, he's, well, you know, it, it, he had an off night against, uh, against uh, Little Nog, but outside of that, I mean, he's always fought well. I mean, I think he's maybe 22 and 3. I mean, that's an unbelievable record, you know? He, he, not many guys get to that type of record. So for him to uh, have accomplished what he's accomplished, you know, winning the Ultimate Fighter, being the UFC champion, and to be twenty-two and three, yeah, uh, he hasn't had many off nights. <laughs> right now, that's absolutely true. Now it seems like you uh, you like Rashad. Is it now like, like when you fought like Roy Nelson and he called you an Uncle Tom, or like when you fought like mm-hmm. like like guys like John Jones who you guys have it back and forth? Is it easier to to get get up for a fight where you don't like the guy? Uh, you know what, man? It's not that different because you know, I'm a professional fighter, man. I. I I have to fight and prepare, you know? So, uh, I think the biggest issue with Rashad is that I like him. He's my friend. And, uh, you know, I, I never thought that we would have to fight each other, especially so soon. Um, I didn't think he was my first fight down at 205 pounds. And, uh, I didn't think we were ever going to have to fight, honestly, but, uh, it, it's not hard for me to get motivated to fight. I, I, I know that, it's my job. It's what I have to do. And if I don't go ready to fight, he's going to be ready to fight. He's going to beat me. Right. I mean, how's uh, how's the uh, the uh, weight cut uh, the uh, weight cut coming along? It's going good, man. You know, I I just got back in the gym this week. I've been training hard. Uh, it's already starting to come back down. You know, I had been really busy right after the Roy Nelson fight with his travel and the TV and stuff. But uh, now I'm, I'm back in the gym and it's starting to come back down already, man. I'm excited about about how this is going to play out. Uh, it's just another challenge, another thing for me to try to overcome. You know, I love obstacles. I love overcoming obstacles, overcoming things that I set in front of myself, accomplishing my goals. And this is just another thing that I that I want to do. So, what do you what are you walking around at right now? Uh, today, I probably like two twenty eight, which is which is really good. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, that's that's yeah. Are you on the uh, Dolce diet or? No, no, man. I have a, a nutrition sponsor, uh, Automatic Body, uh, my Nutri, Automatic MMA. Uh, they, 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 uh, I use the, they have an app that tells me when to eat. Uh, they also have like these protein shakes and, and a, uh, mm-hmm. meal suppressant energy enhancer for me. Uh, there's a lot of great products that I use, uh, from them that actually helps me to, uh, to, uh, maintain a healthy weight, you know, so, uh, I'm just doing that right now, but I'm also going to talk to uh, uh, my friend Aaron Simpson, a guy that, that used to wrestle when, when I was wrestling, that would uh, have a tough time making 184 pounds. And uh, I saw him fight at 170. So uh, obviously he's figured some things out in terms of weight cutting, and uh, I'm going to pick his brain about that and pick everybody else's brain who can actually help me. 
Nah, dude, you're killing it, man. I mean, the fact is, I think that if it wasn't for Cain Velasquez, I, I, like, I think you're, the, you're basically right now the number two guy, right behind Cain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you mad at Cain for making you lose this weight? No, I'm not, man. I, I, you know, not only is it going to be beneficial for, for our gym to have two champions, hopefully, which will be good for me, you know, because it's making me live healthier which in turn is going to help me to live longer and uh, have energy and play with my kids, even when I'm training hard. Uh, it's going to make life better all around, you know? So uh, I'm not mad at him. Uh, I just think that it, it's probably something I was going to have to do anyway. Now, now, somebody told me that when it comes to wrestling, you throw Kane around, the, the, uh, the octa. <laughs> but when it comes to MMA wrestling, he beats your ass. Is, 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 that, is there truth to that? or? Uh, you know, I, I think you're kind of stirring the pot there because nobody <laughs> comes out of the gym and actually talks about what happened. But, you know, man, we, we have some competitive training all the time, all across the board. Uh, training is competitive, sparring, jujitsu, wrestling. Everything's competitive, and that's why we're at where we are where we are. I mean, well, I mean, the guy who told me that was the guy who told me that was like was a, was a drunk at, at a, a bar. I don't, I don't think he actually yeah, ever saw you guys. <laughs> Yeah, and he was probably like two feet tall and he was standing <laughs> under the chair and he just whispered to you, right? <laughs> it was actually John Jones that told me that. John Jones. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, oh, yeah. That sounds good. John probably would, huh? <laughs> now, speaking of what John Jones, now, if you beat Rashad, I think, you're, and, and Jones beats uh, Glover, I think you guys are fighting each other next, no? We should, man. I mean, you know, we have, a lot of us have, uh, and myself included, we've, elevated Alexander Gustafson to this level of, of, of champion. Uh, he's like the champion because his popularity has soared. Uh, his, his, uh, what people think of as so, has soared because of the way he fought John. I think uh, we have to kind of kind of pump the brakes a little bit and realize that he lost. You know, Alexander lost. You know, so uh, uh, with, with, with my resume, if I can beat Rashad Evans, I think I should get to fight for the belt. You know, Alexander's going to get to fight for the belt, but we have to remember he lost that fight. And uh, uh, if he beats Jimmy Manawai in impressive fashion, and I think it should be discussion. It shouldn't just be guaranteed. Now, I, I like you nervous because I, I looked at your age. You are you're going to be 35 soon. Most yeah. athlete most athletes peak when they're 32. Are like you nervous? Maybe you're getting up there that like you have to fight Jones the next year or two. Well, I don't think it's going to take that long. I don't think it's going to take two years uh, for me to for the championship. Uh, but you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't been doing this sport very long, so I think there's I still have a long time in it. You know, I started at 30, so uh, I haven't taken many. I haven't had many bad injuries. I haven't been knocked out or anything. You know, knock on wood. But uh, I've got some time in the sport, man. I I want it to be sooner than later, but uh, John moved. They moved this fight again today, so. I don't know if he's ever going to fight again. Now, yeah, I know. It's like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. He, it's, the that, fourth, it's the fourth date that he's had. This fight's been booked more than mayhem. Uh, <laughs> now, now, I got to say, Cormier, uh, you know, I, I don't know if people know your story, but like, I mean, you have such an inspiring story. I mean, your father was, was murdered when you were seven. You, you, had, you had a daughter pass away in a car accident. You, but you've come, you've come up, and you're, you're one of the strongest and nicest people in, in the, I've ever met, and I'm not trying to just kiss your ass. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I mean, but if there is a guy whose ass needs to be kissed, it's yours, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, do you, do you ever think about running for mayor or anything? Or you know what, man? I think that it's all a matter of how we look at things. You know, it's uh, it's uh, 
is this is this going to bury me, or am I going to uh, am I going to use this as motivation to, to 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 guide me to do things to make these people that I lost proud of me? And, and that's what I've used it as. You know, I mean, it sucks to lose my dad. It sucks to lose a daughter. I mean, nothing's worse than losing a kid. But uh, I let my daughter's memory, Caden Emery Cormier, I let it, I let it guide me in, in everything I do, and uh, that's why I'm able to uh, to accomplish the things that I've accomplished because there's there's a little angel that uh, that guides me uh, in my day to day life. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing, and that's why I think also that you're so fearless. Like that's why I, I would never bet against you ever, because I was like, dude, this dude's been through, this dude's been through so much, you know. I saw, I, you know, having to deal with that at, at the age, I, I was 23 years old, you know, and, and having to deal with that, I looked at it afterwards like, I mean, it could never be worse. You know, all I can do is lose a fight or lose a wrestling match. So what? Uh, I can always go back and do it again. You know, when you lose people so close to you like that, there's no bringing them back. There's no second chance. So, uh, uh, yeah, you know. I'll, I'll go fight anybody. I don't care. I mean, what's going to happen? They're going to beat me? Okay, that's fine. I'll go back to the gym and just keep getting better. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I, I look at the guys also that you've beat, like the Josh Barnett, and you look at the like the Bigfoot Silva. You, you watched Bigfoot Silva's last fight against Mark Hunt, which is one of the best fights I've ever seen in my life. And, th- and here's a guy you knocked out in, in, a, in a one round, and he was taking Hunt's best shots, you know? Bigfoot Silva's a tough guy, man. He's a tough, tough guy. That was that was a that was a great fight. I enjoyed every second of that fight. It was amazing. It, it was probably it was one of the best fights I've, I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It's crazy. It was it was crazy. Uh, no, but does a fight like that? So like you watch that and you're like, man, these guys that might have taken off ten years on both their lives. Uh, <laughs> you know, like if I was a fighter, I wouldn't want to get in those kind of wars. You know, I I mean I don't. But if a guy makes me. If a guy makes me fight, if a guy makes me have to bite down on my mouthpiece and just fight, I'll do it. You know, Josh Barnett made me do that. That's why when I walked out of that fight, I had cuts all over my face. I was all beat up. It's because he made me. You know, Josh Barnett was not going to allow me to to beat him and do it going away. You know, he was trying to win every second of the fight. So on February 22nd, you know, Rashad comes to fight and makes me fight like that. I'll fight. I'll fight like that. You know, I just... I'll do, you know, if, if I'm fighting a guy like Roy Nelson and I'm having my way with him as I was, uh, what's the point in standing in there and just and, and, and giving him a chance, you know? Now, uh, now a lot of people are saying that, like, it kind of sucks you're losing this weight because the fight could have been billed as Oprah versus Carlton. Uh, <laughs> but just so you know, you're, like, totally screwing that up. You're t- now I, we can't build, I can't make that roast anymore. Thanks a lot. By the way, but now, now when you fought in the Olympics, uh, you were a, a bronze medalist the first time, correct? No, fourth. I got fourth. Four, isn't, oh, so it's, wait, it's gold, silver, bronze, and then what's Bronze, the, and then I got fourth. I missed the medals by one. And missed, then I got a, a bronze medal in the world championships. Right. And then the second time, you were team captain – but you, you cut too much weight, and then your liver gave out or something? Or? My kidney. Like, I had some uh, issues with my kidneys. I was sucking off too much water. I wasn't dieting down. I was just sucking off whatever I needed to to step on the scale at 211 and then go wrestle the next day, you know? And, and I did that for way too long, and my body finally said enough is enough. And I shut down at the worst possible time. 
the doctor at the Olympic Training Center said, Daniel, we wish we could give you more of a, a medical reason, but it was just that your body said enough. And it was at the worst time imaginable. So, so you, so you, where was that? Now that was the uh, Sydney. That was Beijing. That, that was Beijing. So you go all the way to Beijing, and then you can't wrestle. And now, are you just miserable for that for that that week or two? I was miserable for months. I went into a deep depression. It meant everything to me to try and be Olympic champion. And because of my actions, I, I didn't get the chance to do that. You know, nobody did that to me. I did that to myself. I wasn't disciplined. I didn't commit myself like I needed to in order to give myself the best chance to win. So I went into depression like you wouldn't imagine. Dude, I had a year where I just, uh, I had no direction. I didn't know what to do. That was the thing. Of everything that happened, that was the thing that almost broke me. Uh, and I, I ballooned up to 263 pounds. And I was just, I was, it was bad, man. It was hard for me. Wow. But you, but, but you came out of it. How did, what was it? What was it? Was it the, the, uh, the wife that got you out of it or? You know what? It was sports, man. The thing that has always been there to kind of elevate me. Uh, wrestling was what saved me when my daughter passed. I, I went back into that sport and started going towards my goals again. Uh, and then, and then this, Dwayne Zinke, my manager, asked me a year later, you know, DC, do you still want to try fighting? And I said, you know what? Yeah. And I did. And I found something again to work towards. Anytime I can get a goal and I can put something out in front of me to accomplish, uh, it's when I'm in my element. So now I'm, I'm, uh, I'm back where I need to be. You know, obviously my family played a huge part too. But uh, uh, sports, sports, and, and 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 goals, and now you know my kids, and, yeah, uh, my girlfriend, and my family. You know, so I have a lot of reasons to be successful. And I'm going to continue to try and achieve that. Absolutely. Now, how do you see the uh, Rashad fight going? I think it's going to be a good fight. You know, I, I think you're going to see me fight uh, like I fought Josh Barnett because I think Rashad is going to make me fight that way. Rashad is going to come in and he's going to. He's going to hit me, he's going to beat me, and he's going to make me fight in every position. Uh, and then you're going to see an exciting, tough, fun fight. Now, uh, I got a couple questions from Sherdog. Someone wants to know what you're going to weigh in on that on a fight night. Hopefully 220, 225. I'd like to get back up to 220, 225. Wow, so you're going to put on 20 pounds after the, that night? I'd like that to put night. on about 19, 20 pounds, actually, yeah. And then someone wanted to know if you're going to fight in uh, Argo. Agon. The, uh, Agon. Uh, you know what? I, that's, uh, my, my main sponsor is uh, Cage Fighter, CF Athletic, and uh, they run that. And, yeah, yeah, if, uh, if the right opportunity comes and timing works out, yeah, I'll definitely wrestle. <laughs> Argo. Argo's a movie, right? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, what am I doing? Sorry yeah. about that. You should go yeah. fight in Argo, too. You should fight the Syrians over there. It was a Syrian. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see the actual movie. Uh, and then also, um, so there was a beef on Twitter where Ben Askren said to John Jones that you were going to beat John Jones. And then Jones went after Askren and said, you stick with wrestling. Were you in that beef at all? That, 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 that. No, I wasn't. Now, are you an Askren friends or? Yeah, Askren's my buddy, you know, but that's because John, you know, it's the interviews John does where he badmouths me and makes fun of me. I've got some good friends in the sport and good friends from wrestling that, that will try and defend me. And Ben just did just that, you know, so I thought it was funny because. Uh, John can't win a battle, a war of words against Ben Askren. No chance. Do you think the UFC should have signed Askren? I do. I think he's one of the best fighters in the world, but uh, it didn't work right now. But I think in time, I think Ben Askren will fight in the UFC and be very successful. Okay, so then the final question. You versus John Jones. What happens in that fight? I win. I just break him. 
I will literally go across the cage and fight him until I break him. And uh, that'll probably be the end. That'll probably be the last we see of John Jones because I'm just going to go and try to break him. So first round stoppage? Nope. Much longer than that because I won't give him the option to get out of the cage that early. I want to go into space and just beat him up for as long as he's willing to stay until he quits for me. Wow. Well, I think we have the title for this next article. Um, uh <laughs> Daniel Cormier, uh, I, when, I, when, I, when I met you, you, cu- you couldn't have been a nicer guy. Uh, I'm, a hu- I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. Uh, have a great weekend, man, and, uh, and keep up the great work, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me again. Anytime. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so our next guest has got a huge fight coming up against Dan Henderson this weekend. Uh, if he wins, he gets, the, he gets the title shot. Yeah. Personally, I think he's the next 205 champion. He uh, is. I can guarantee it. And uh, he's one of my favorite people. Uh, honestly, I said about a lot of fighters. I, I like I like lie about most of them. But this guy <laughs> is honestly one of my favorite people. Daniel Cormier, how are you, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. How you boys doing? We're doing great. So you're what? You're forty. You're like four hey, days hey, out. Todd, yeah. Todd, 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 Todd. Lonely <laughs> All right, that was the gayest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Thanks, guys. It's, uh... hey, Todd, hey, Adam, Todd, my lotus flower bomb. <laughs> you're, you're his lotus flower bud? What is that? Lo- lotus yeah, flower yeah. bomb. You know that song, Lotus? It's a long story, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's a long story. Something we've been doing for years. It never gets old. Uh, well, obviously not. So, uh, so how are you, man? So, so you, you wait. So you what? You're four days out of the of, of the probably the biggest fight of your life. How are you feeling? I feel pretty good, man. Just kind of laying around now. You know, my kids are sleeping. That's why I'm being quiet. You know, you you know if you have kids that you can't really be too loud because you wake them up in the middle of a nap. It's like waking up a sleepwalking person, like on Step Brothers. Dude, his, you don't want to do that. His son looks exactly like him. He's two hundred eighty pounds, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> really? He's a big. He's a big ass little kid. Oh. <laughs> like, he looks exactly yeah, like boy. his dad. Nice. How 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 old your son? My son is three now, man. He's uh he's he's three. He turned three in February. My daughter turned two in March. So we had two kids, and uh, thirteen months is fast. <laughs> nice. Now, uh, congratulations, man! I mean, you are you are a uh, you're a role model, man. You can't say that many people. You're, you're a legitimate role model. Now, um, thank you, man. I appreciate that. No worries, nice. man. Now, how much? Now, how much do you, do you uh, weigh right now? Uh, this morning I was two seventeen, so I'm like eleven pounds overweight. Wow. Over uh, two oh six, you know. So I, I'm I'm in good position. How did you? Now, how did now, I? I like no. I I know from people that like have hung out with you when you eat. You eat for like for like nine people. It's like the le- it's like the Last Supper. Every everything. How did you manage to to get your weight down? I mean, you know, I want to be a champion, man. And you know, as much as I love eating, because I mean, I can sit. And, you know, Todd's been there with me before. I've, when they when Todd and Todd and Sarah were sponsored, you know, they they we go to dinner and I I brought up the bill by myself. No, he's not lying. My desire. To, <laughs> My desire to be the champion is greater than, than anything else. You know, I mean, I want to be the champion. I knew that it was, this is my opportunity, and I had to change some things, you know. So, I, I you know, I got a nutrition sponsor, Nutri. They, they take care of all my supplemental needs and all my uh, my protein and all my, my stuff like that. And I, I just eat a lot cleaner, man. I, I You know, I, I'm eating stuff this week that has nothing in it. Bro, they take the chicken. I even ordered it last time at the Mandalay Bay. I said... Give me a chicken breast, 
with some carrots and rice. And they said, okay, uh, the chicken breast was like a uh, some sort of seasoning on it. I said, I don't need that seasoning. They said, well, what do you want on it? I go, nothing. Take it out of the packet, put it right on the uh, grill and cook it just like that. Just send it up to my room and send some lemon because I can squeeze lemon on my chicken. I get no salt. I get nothing. It's killing me. Oh, now I mean, now I I remember you saying that you're gonna beat you're gonna beat uh, Hendo because you're hungrier. Are you literally hungrier, <laughs> or are you just hungrier? I, I was literally hung, I'm more hungry than he is. Yesterday, Hendo and I were in LA. That dude weighed two hundred and three pounds. Two hundred three pounds. Did you try to eat him? <laughs> I will on Saturday night. Nice. Uh. Now uh, we I, I, we have a question from the underground from uh, from t- from Team Quest North, who's obviously the guy who probably trains with Hendo. Uh, he's actually he's a big fan of the show, but he said he wants to know if you plan on standing with Hendo or or just taking the boring route of lay and pray and wall and stall. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm gonna fight wherever I feel comfortable. If it's better to take him down, I'll take him down. But am I afraid to stand with Dan Henderson? Not 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 one bit. I mean. I can box and, and kickbox with anybody in mixed martial arts. So uh, every fight starts standing. You know, the, if anybody has a chance to stay on their feet, it's Dan Henderson, right? He's an Olympian just as I am. So uh, if Dan can stop me from taking him taking him down, then then I guess the fight's gonna play out on its feet. I'm not afraid to stand with him though. But he was so, a, he was an Olympian uh, back in uh, Sparta. <laughs> no. <laughs> But don't you think and I'm, that's but, why you're and, 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 and Adam, that's why you're on the late night talk show because yeah. you're funny. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thank you. No, no, but don't you think that uh with, with Hendo that his uh his one chance of beating you is landing that overhand right and you know that if you win this fight, you get to fight John Jones next. So aren't you kinda of tempted a little bit to just kinda of just all right, let's just grind this out. If it's boring, it's boring. Let's just win this fight. <laughs> I got to win the fight. I mean, regardless of how the fight looks, you know, I, I say this with, with, with as much respect as I, I can because I respect Dan so much, but Dan Henderson can't beat me over the course of a 15 minute fight. I can, um, Dan Henderson won't submit me, but I can submit Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson has a chance to win this fight and it's by knocking me out. If he doesn't do that, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like he can beat me. And I say that with as much respect as I, I can have for him. Yeah, I know. That's a, I mean, that's the thing. He has that that that, that old man strength. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he has like that grandpa man strength. But uh, I, you know, it's gonna be. I I can't wait. I I I can't wait. And I've been saying this since the beginning of the show. I think that you're the guy to beat John Jones. Uh, I think that you match. I, it too. I think that you match up best with him. I I think that uh, especially at 205. I, I look at your record. I mean, you've been. You know, you knocked out Bigfoot Silva. I don't think John Jones could knock out Bigfoot Silva. I mean, granted, maybe anyone could knock out anybody with the right punch, but you straight up knocked yeah. out. Now, do you worry, though, that, that your power left with your gut? No, no. <laughs> I think I've gotten, I think I hit harder now because I'm faster. Um, my speed and technique, that all that all brings power. You know, it's not just, well, I punch hard. It's speed and technique, you know, that equals power, too, so... I think I'm actually hitting harder now than I even did as I was bigger because I'm hitting people more often. Uh, I'm able to keep a higher pace longer. I just do a lot of things better at this weight, you know, and, and it's, it's, uh, it feels good, man. I, I do things a lot better at this weight. You're right. But you're right. I don't think John could knock these guys out. Like, but um, there are a lot of guys, you know, that I'm not sure they could beat the same guys that I beat. 
And I'm not sure they could beat him in the way that I beat him. And no, that's how you look at matchups, you know? Yeah, I, I don't see John Jones beating uh, uh, Josh Barnett. I don't, I don't even know if I see him beating Frank Mir. I mean... Uh, and, and these those are guys that you manhandled. Dude, you the your destruction of Josh Barnett was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that, was probably, that that is my that is my greatest fight to date because he's so good. He brought out the best in me. He made me fight at a level that I never even knew I could fight actually. And I think that's going to happen on Saturday too. I think you're going to see the best version of me on Saturday because I just respect Dan so much and I think so highly of him. It feels like the Barnett fight. It feels like the fight that's just going to make me fight better than, than, than I ever have in my life. Now, after you beat Pat Cummings, did you order a coffee? I, you know, I was kind of making jokes even leading up to the fight because he was talking so much. But I'm not a big coffee drinker, man. I think I had my fill on February 22nd. You know, I think I, I know, reached out to the backyard, took care of him. I, I know this to Pat Cummings because I, 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 I uh, know Pat Cummings. I, he used to hang out at, at, at Mayhem's house. They were roommates. And I was friends with Mayhem, and I would see Pat Cummings all the time. And I liked Pat Cummings, but he w- you were right. He was in over his head. You, you can't just walk yeah. into a fight with Daniel Cormier. I give him respect. I get, the guy's got more balls than anybody I've ever seen in my life. I mean, the fact that he was willing mm. to never have, to have four fights or five fights and to walk into a fight with you on a week notice, the, the, I mean, shit. Uh, there's not many people that can do that. So, he just, he just didn't know. want to put on he that apron respect. anymore. He deserves respect. He deserves respect, but you know what else he did? Well, he actually got exposure at a level that most people don't ever get in the UFC. A lot of guys, you're 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 lucky if you get to fight on the main event of Fox Sports One. He got to fight in the co-main event of a big pay-per-view, you know. So he he yeah. he got he reached levels that most guys won't ever see, you know. And and uh, he also got his contract. You know, he has another fight. I, I think that's gonna be okay. You know, it just he was an overhead man. I mean, when he walked out of that tunnel, he had to he had to be thinking like, "Holy shit." <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is real. Like, you know, he's like, holy cow, you know, holy cow, 13,000 people in here. And uh, that's when it hits you. All the interviews, all the other stuff, it all wears on you, man, right as you're walking into the cage. I said it time and time again, Adam Todd. I said, I've done this. I've walked this walk. I've done this dance before. He hasn't. This is going to be new to him. I've been doing this since the Olympics. You know, he never really did that. So I mean, honestly, really I, on, a, on a very, very smaller scale of, it's like kind of with comedy with me and Todd. It's like you get these guys. Oh, I could I could be funny. I could be funny. And then you put them up in front of a crowd, and it's it's not the same. It's not it's not the same as making your four friends laugh, right? And uh, you know the back of a car. It's just it's not the same. It exactly. might you might get lucky once or twice, but you can't do it over. It's it's a skill. And Pat Cummings might be oh, everyone that was tra- people were picking Pat Cummings. People that train with Pat Cummings were picking him. Uh, and I, uh, Ell- Jake Ellenberger said he had a shot of beating you. So, so I was like, I guess everyone has technically has a shot. But I, I was like, holy shit, maybe this guy is for real. But then it just, it just made no sense. I mean, after, all you know, all the hype behind people you know, saying that people are refusing to fight this guy. Like, how many fights did people back out of with him? Like 20 fights? Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. And so everybody was like, "Damn, this guy must be a beast." Well, all these people are backing out of fights. He's not fighting. <laughs> yeah, right. What, what now? Now, what did you say to him afterwards? Get me Nothing. a coffee. Where's Nothing. My latte? Nothing. I have not spoken a word to him since uh, since the fight. Right. I haven't spoken a word to him, man. It's just we we, we haven't had a chance to, to be around each other. I have the opportunity to talk either. You know, it's not due to some ill will. It's just because that, the opportunity really hasn't been there. I tell you one thing though: when I was getting ready for Henderson. 
and I needed partners, I actually reached out to his manager and said, hey, could Patrick Cummins come up and train with me? Because I needed bodies. You just and wanted, I, I you just wanted to make him cry. No. And what did they say? He, <laughs> they, they said, sorry, he, he has a uh, shift. How from I feel about someone. If they are going to help me prepare, I'll use them. How come Pat Cummings didn't come? He had an order at a. He, <laughs> he said he had his own. He had his own thing going on. You know, he had his own fight, and he was getting ready for his fight, and just didn't want to leave his training camp, which, which is fine. But it, I, you know, I would have probably preferred him. I'd have said, "Hey, I get a chance to work out with this guy. Why not? You know, much. It's probably better than what I'm getting. You know, here or something different at least. You know, so yeah, absolutely. It was. Uh, it was it was kind of it was kind of weird, but you know maybe he just wasn't ready to move past everything and and, and start training together. Yeah, we well, did screw him up. Although he did land a couple of punches on you, I have to say he did land some. And, mm-hmm. and you said that his speed, he was the fastest guy you ever, you, you've ever fought. Yeah, he was moving faster than because I was so used to heavyweights, you know. And at heavyweight, it was like they're just extremely slow. So even if uh, Pat was like, if he wasn't like the fastest two or five pounder. He was much faster than the heavyweights. Much, much faster. So, uh, a couple other things. It, um, it didn't hurt, though. It didn't hurt, though. <laughs> now, uh, I know I know that you've been very vocal uh, since the incident we're not allowed to talk about when, when, when you got into John Jones's face because he snubbed T-Rex. Uh, we're not going to discuss that, but that, that was awesome. Uh, now, <laughs> now, I know that you said that you want to serve John Jones some humble pie, which is crazy because you're giving up some of your food. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know he means it. That's how he means it. Now is that now is that on your mind at all? Are, are you are you still thinking about John Jones? Are you are, are you are you the kind of guy that does not think about the person past the guy you're fighting, or you're that confident no. you could you could think of him too? No, no, no. I'm not thinking about John Jones right now. The only time John crosses my mind is when people ask questions about him. You know, I I'm focused on Dan Henderson, especially this week. You know, if nobody asked a question about Jones all week, I would never say his name. He doesn't go across my thoughts or anything. You know, I'm, my focus is Dan Henderson, man. I've got to get through this guy. Uh, and if I don't, everything that I hope and dream for, you know, that Jones has, it, I never even get the opportunity to pursue it. It's gone. So I think we saw that with uh, Phil Davis. Uh, with Phil, you know, like Phil was so wanting to beat John. He got so worked up that he ended up losing to a guy that, you know, we all thought he could beat. Yeah, another guy that you all, we all thought, I thought that King Mo was going to beat Rampage last week. I still think he won that fight. It was closer he than did. I thought. Yeah, he did. I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Man, I thought he won the fight. You know what I mean? You know, you know, uh, he scored, he, you know, third round, he secured the takedown. He had top position for more than half of the round. And even when they were punching each other, they were kind of almost like, it's not like, it's not like Clinton was hitting them three, four times in a row no responses for Mo, you know, like maybe Mo wasn't hitting them with the same sort of power, but they were just kind of trading shots, like Quinn would land a, land a punch and Mo would land a jab or something, and it was all like one for one, you know, so the most the most uh, effective thing that happened in the round was him taking them down and actually controlling them on the ground. You got to remember, a guy doesn't want to lay on his back in the round for two and a half minutes. He wants to get up. You're not allowing him to, so... I thought he won that fight. It was pretty easy to call, actually. Didn't you? Uh, didn't you tell me at one point that that Mo in practice like hit you in the face, and you said it felt like his knuckle came through the glove? That was a punch. He yeah. hits so hard. I guess uh, he hits hard, man. Yeah. You know that that uh, he hits really really hard. One time, I yeah, he punched me, and I felt like his knuckle came through the glove in practice. <laughs> I feel like with, I feel like with King Mo, it's a it's a matter of you know he's one of those guys. I think also with Chael. 
There are certain guys that are so good in practice, and they, and they show it in some fights. They don't show it in all their fights, but the guys who train with them know how good they can be, which is why they get yeah. probably the most frustrated. Because I know that people who train with Chael say that he's a, they were picking him over John, over John Jones because they're like, you know, Chael mm-hmm. beasts out in practice. He destroys everybody. Oh, yeah, consistency, too. It's like consistency, you know. You, know, you see guys just, 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 you know, they'll look like war beaters in one fight, and the next fight they're not as, as dominant or, you know, they don't seem as good. You know, and if, if there's anything that I think – Jones should be most proud of, what I'm most proud of, and, you know, um, guys like, uh, uh, you know, guys that have fought at the top of the sport for a long time, it's just being so consistent. Jones, he, he barely ever loses any fashion of every fight, any fight. Anderson was like that for a long time. GSP. Even, you know, John Fitch, when John Fitch was number two behind GSP, he never lost any, he wasn't losing any areas in any fight, so it's like, those are the guys that you kind of look to be like, and that's what I'm most proud of about my career. You know, I just just being so consistent over the course of 14 fights so far. Yeah, no, that, I think somebody did. A, I think it was Kevin Ioli did an article about you, saying that you were probably the most perfect fighter, based on you know shots taken versus shots received and uh, takedowns and. Hundred uh, percent takedown mm-hmm. defense. Just, if I'm just, correct. Just don't let it get to your head, man. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not getting to my head. It's something I strive to keep going. You know, like. Those things actually mean something to me. Like I like knowing that nobody's taking me down. I like that I don't get hit very much. I like that I win every round that I fight. You know, so yeah, that means something to me. I gotta That's ask awesome, you. Man. I gotta ask you. Uh, that is awesome. I, I was watching your your college match against Kale Sanderson for like the third time actually. Uh, and people don't know Kale Sanderson. He was 159 and 0 in college. Jesus. He was the, considered the best wrestler of all time. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Along with Dan Gable, uh, it's a you know neck and neck. Who was the best? Some people say Kale. You were down five to two in the in the, in the third period. You're down five to two, yeah. uh, which is which in itself is an amazing feat. You you take him down. It's now five to four with a minute left. Now you 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 in wrestling you can cut a guy, which means you let you like let him up. He gets one point, then you would then try to take him down. It'd be six to six at that point. You cut him, but it was kind of a lazy cut or something happened where you, he went he got you with the takedown, and it was so sad. And so sad. Now, what what goes through your head the rest of that time? How how much do you relive that? How much do you replay that? What what what, what, what talk, talk to me about that? It was just sad, man. It was like the opportunity of a lifetime. I just pretty much gave it away. I mean, I'm not saying I would have beaten him, but I would have given myself a chance to actually be in the match. And I I was lazy. You know, I tried to let him go on the edge and kill. Never stop wrestling. That was that's what made him so special. Even when we wrestled in practice afterwards. Uh, he would he would never stop wrestling. Every moment in the match, he was looking at the score, and and uh, I did I did that. You know, I I think back on it at times, but more than anything, I think the experience of Kel Sanderson is is knowing that all year for two years I prepared to be the best that there was, and I think that's going to come into play later in my career when I fight uh, Jones because people think Jones is, is like that that guy that's unbeatable. And uh, I prepared for that guy for two years when I was a 20-year-old kid. Uh, that, that'll help me, you know, as I prepare for this guy. The situation won't be new to me, you know, fighting a uphill battle, you know. So uh, more than anything, I took the positive from that. Like, I've done this before. I've gone up against a guy that's supposed to be unbeaten, and I've taken him to task, you know. So when it's me and Jones, uh, I, I will. it won't be brand new. You know, when he walks into the cage, he won't look bigger. You know, he won't look like 
man, this is, you know, this is John Jones. You know, it'll be like, I've done this time and time again and lost and didn't accomplish what I, I wanted to accomplish. And every single time I trained harder and made myself better. So I applied that to my mixed martial arts career. No, it was, I mean, honestly, and it shows because that you could have went either way. You could have been like that guy, Ray Finkel. And uh, from uh, Ace Ventura, and, and that's all you think about. And, and then, like you know, you have like a, you know, Kale Sanderson laces out, you know, things in your. So it, it shows, man. It, it shows what kind of a man you are, dude. And uh, honestly, yeah, I, I had to ask you about. It. I, I I debated whether I should I should bring this up because I'm like I don't want to. What if I get into his head now? That's what he's thinking about. And against Stan Henderson, I actually was like didn't want to, but I had to know. I had I, I I had to, and I had to, you know. It was one of those things where I'm like, holy shit, man, this guy must have lived with this for, for a long time. And the fact, that, the fact that you're able to do what you do. Now, we've got to ask you a couple of questions. So uh, against, mm-hmm. against uh, Cain Velasquez, how's he doing? How's his training? Are you still training with him? What's going on there? He's doing good. You know, he just got cleared by the doctors to train. Now he's down in Vegas now, uh, coaching tough Latin America against Fabricio Verdun. So uh, he's been gone for the last week, but... Yeah, King's doing great, man. King filmed a big movie called uh, Term Life with Vince Vaughn and uh, the guy from uh, Big Love and Mike Epps and a whole bunch of other people, you know, uh, Bill Paxton. So he filmed a big movie down in Atlanta when he was hurt, and then now he's down in Vegas uh, coaching the show. So yeah, he's busy, you know, so I'm going to see him uh, next week, and uh, he'll be at the fight, you know. So I know uh, you're going to be coaching good. as well? I'm going to go and, and help a little bit as I can. You know, I, I just have a lot of responsibility now. I can't stay for seven weeks to help coach, but I'll go in and out as much as I can and try and help. You know, it's, it's a team thing. You know, a lot of times when these guys get these shows, uh, it's, it's, it's those guys, but um, a lot of it also falls on his team because team's opportunity to show how they're developing champions out of their gym, you know. So at least that's the approach we take at AK. You know, we did it with Koshek and, and now we're doing it with Kane. Like, Lockhold's down there with him now for the last two weeks. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, pop in, and Josh Thompson's going to pop in. So you try to use all your tools to try and help the team be successful. Now, uh, are you going to be surprised if you look across from Dan Hendo during the fight and he's drinking prune juice? <laughs> I'd be very surprised. Dan's a young 42 years old man. You know, 40s in his 20s. He's like a baby. Okay, that was just, that was a, a question. I was I was He's sponsored by Depends. That's I one would, of his new sponsors. Yes. Right? Oh my God, you guys are horrible. <laughs> yeah, you uh, guys are terrible. I'm, I'm actually I'm I'm happy that you lost the weight though, because otherwise you have to watch out for the right hand as well as uh, uh, what's it called again when you have too much sugar? You uh, <laughs> diabetes. Diabetes. Uh, I screwed up the joke. <laughs> I screwed up my own joke. Sorry, I, I couldn't think of the word diabetes. I got nervous, man. I fucking choked. I choked. Now, all right. <laughs> no, no. We do have a question though from uh, from Cali Kush on the underground. He wants to hear Khabib's training stories from Cormier. Does, How Khabib train? Yeah, does Khabib He's bring it? Does he bring in a bear? No, he doesn't. He, no. uh, he just, that dude's a that dude's a machine, bro. Like he works harder than just about anybody I've ever seen. Honestly, he just. He tries to, he tries to, you know, his, his English is getting better and he tries to keep up with the jokes, but he, he usually gets mad at us because we, you know, we're, we're, kind of, we're American, man. We make some pretty inappropriate jokes and they don't do that in Russia. So Khabib fits in and he's just like, he wants to work hard. He doesn't like all the merrymaking. He said that there's a lot of merrymaking. <laughs> all the merrymaking. 
What, 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 what's a merrymaking? What does that mean? Everybody laughing at his no expense. Idea, oh, wait, wait. Laughing and joking. Wait, so what kind of jokes do you guys do about uh, towards Khabib? We don't. There's just things that we say, you know, like, like, uh, you know, like if you're, if, if you're, uh, if you're, uh, if, if you're being the son of a bitch, I'll be like, Adam, my God, you're a son of a bitch. Well, they don't say stuff like that in Russia. They say that. It's almost like talking about his mom, I guess. <laughs> So a lot of times we overstep the lines of Khabib just due to lack of, of uh. Although he thinks like he's barrier. really a son of a bitch. Oh man, he gets upset about that. Gotcha. <laughs> well, he gets right. He gets right in your face too. He's not fucking a person. bro. Bro, what do you mean this? Why? Tell this. Why, why you say this about my mother? Why bro? do you say? He's like, why? Why do you say this? Like we are all brothers. <laughs> like Khabib, just calm down. Dude. We're fucking joking. Like put your ass. That's great. That's great, man. Yeah, you get. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, man. He, but he works hard. Uh, he's a he's a future champion, man. I, I mean that that dude is he's big, he's strong, he's got great cardio, he can wrestle, his grappling's on point. He doesn't he doesn't miss any round of any anything, you know. So uh, we love having him. We've having we've had him for over a year now, and and uh, obviously he's undefeated, like twenty three and zero. It's insane. Jesus, do you, uh, you spar with him often? No, not very much. He's, he's small, you know. But we do stuff in the uh, we do stuff in the uh, red room. Where it's just like really light. We don't. We've never sparred hard, you know. But him and I spar in the red room where it's real light, and I try to hit him. You know, I try to jab him because if I can jab him a few times, I make fun of him, and he has to move his head, you know. So, right. uh, yeah, I, you know, we try to help him, man. He's he's a good fighter, and he works hard. So, anytime we get people like that, that the young guys that work hard, they're committed. We all try to give them as much advice and as try as much help as we can. How's uh How's uh, Gray Maynard doing? He's doing pretty good, man. Gray hasn't been there for a while. You know, since his last fight, uh, Gray had built a new house in Santa Cruz, and he's been training out in Vegas. I think he's been training out in Arizona with Power MMA. Uh, so he's been kind of moving around a little bit. We, we see him on wrestling days at times, but uh, that's pretty much it. He hasn't been around as much as uh, he used to be. Yeah, I mean, there's a guy, a perfect example of what I was trying to say before, of a guy who I heard in practice is just a beast, and then, you know, uh, his last couple fights hasn't really kind of it, it, it hasn't gone the way he he he, he would like it. Um, I think the break that Gray's taking now is going to help him a lot because it'll take give him some time to recover and uh, just just reassess how he wants to approach his fights. You know, yeah, that'll be good for him. Your whole team, man. I mean, your whole team is really uh, it's quite a team over there. I mean, between, between Maynard, yeah. and, uh, I mean, with between you and uh, uh, Kane, and then Josh Thompson. How's uh? What do you think about Josh's chances of uh, getting a title? It'll be good, man. You know he's he's got that fight against Michael Johnson in, in July, which uh, which I, which I think should just put him right back in the mix, you know, because his fight with Benson was so controversial. Not like he lost a clear cut decision. Josh broke his hand in the first round of that fight. He lost a a split decision to a guy that held the belt for two years. So that just goes to show you how close Josh is to the best guy in the weight division. He's a stud, man. For a long time, he's been a stud too. Yeah. yeah, his fight against Melendez the same night that you fought Barnett was incredible too. Nuts! Every time him and Gil Melendez, no matter how many times they fight, they'll give you gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh came to one of my shows. He's, he's cool as hell. Oh, yeah, we, but he's he's definitely the man. Like when Josh enters a room, you know he's in the room. Right. He's just like he's the. A very alpha male guy, you know. He's just like that yeah, dude. Yeah, he takes over. A- absolutely, he takes over. <laughs> he's a good dude. Well, listen, uh, DC man, uh, all of luck to you, man. Best of luck to you. I really, really hope you win. 
I'm going to be rooting for you, and uh, I, I, I really think you're going to get the belt, man. I, he is. I, I, I do. I, I don't, stake my reputation on it. There's Not only that two that people anything. that I've been more confident with you. and Chris, I, told, I told Dana White Chris Weidman was going to be champion way before he was champion. I was right about that, and I'm telling you, you're going to be the guy. You're going to beat Henderson. You're then going to beat um, Jones. John Jones. Then, you're gonna, then you and Kane are going to have some kind of weird rivalry. You're going to fight. And then, it's gonna be, then you're going to beat Kane. You're going to be the heavyweight champion and the 205 <laughs> champion, and then down to 185. Mark, mark my words on this. He's going to beat Hendo. Then they're going to set up the fight with John Jones, and something's going to happen where John Jones has to push the fight out again. Really? I guarantee yeah. that's going to happen. He's going to get an injury or something's going to happen where he's like, he can't You better be careful before John gets after your ass again. Man, I yeah. don't Dr. care. I'll dig in his ribs with these right hooks. People are a lot of, <laughs> it's like I said, people are jumping off the bandwagon because Jones is, is uh, driving it. And, um, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, yeah, by the way, okay, so, uh, anyway, that's, that's the show. Daniel uh, Cormier, man, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, oh, hey, Daniel, I got one more bone to pick with you before we hang up. All right, bro. What's up? You always say that when you come to town, we're gonna do dinner or, or hang out, right? Last mm-hmm. time, last time you, uh, you gave me a call a half hour before you wanted me to meet you in like Marina Del Rey. You're like, "Hey, man, meet me at Fogo de Chao in 30 minutes." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, really? In a half I hour? I gotta give you some. I've got to give you some advance warning, bro. I mean, I'm just not the best planner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a half hour. I'm not very good at planning, bro. Like seriously. Maybe in a half hour, sixty miles from your house in traffic. Oh man. <laughs> I'll give you. About, I'll give you about forty-five minutes to an hour next time. Okay. I appreciate that, man. You're the best. And I'll make sure to call you at four. I'll make sure to call you at like four fifteen in the afternoon. Hey, meet me at five. <laughs> in the heart of LA. That's right. <laughs> well, take care, man. All right, boys. Thank you. Later, DC. Lotus flower bomb. All right. Well, that was Daniel Cormier. Uh, I can't wait to watch. I love fight. that dude. I hope he, he wins, man. I, I uh, I'm a little nervous only because Hendo's got nothing to lose. You know, <laughs> he's got nothing to lose except except, for, except his hip, his uh, dentures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> but I I don't. I What's think, jacked up? Is I'm older than that guy, and I, I'm making jokes about how old he is. Uh, yeah, because it's funny though. It is funny. Cause, you know, it's not only that he's old; he's just been around for so long. You know, super cool guy though. Super cool, down to earth. He, I think he'd be laughing at these jokes too. Hopefully, yeah. if you could hear him. Um, <laughs> he turns up his sonic ear. Hello? Damn. Oh, shit. He answered the phone, son. Oh, my God. This is amazing. This is like, I can't believe it. Is this really him? We have to, go, we have to play the lottery today. It's going to happen. I got to buy a ticket. You like Houdini. Oh, man. Gordon. All right. So we got the future UFC champion. Champ. The guy fighting John Jones for the title in what will probably be the biggest UFC event in a long time. Uh, I can't wait for it. I, I'm yeah, on the yeah, edge yeah. of my seat. Daniel Cormier, how are you? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Tell me he didn't hang up. I'm doing. I'm doing. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I had to mute it. I had to mute it and pretend that I, we dropped the call. You know, because how good would it be to all these dropping and not having to get crazy? Uh, yeah, crazy. Dude. Oh man. So how are you, man? How's everything going? That would have been really funny. 
and go ahead and go ahead and call it the biggest UFC event of all time. Let's just start calling it that, and hopefully people believe it, and then everybody buys it still. It's, okay. it's the truth, though. All right, okay. <laughs> the biggest UFC of all time. Hey, pussy, are you still there? <laughs> it's it's gonna be. Hey. Yes. Hey, 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 pussy, are you there? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Todd, I'm all. Yeah, I'm here. Like no. stupid, <laughs> What a dick. <laughs> no, but like, then I but then I answer. You know I mean? I, 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 yeah, hi. Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, he did. He did get you there. I have to admit. But hey, but Daniel, I loved I how you said you wanted to spit in his face. He's like, oh, I wish I could come yeah. next door and just spit in your fucking face. I was like, yeah, Daniel. Yeah, think, at that point, we were just kind of. Yeah, at that point, that it, it had just kind of went way left. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was. Yeah, the, at that point, it just went way left. But it was good, though, seeing, I mean, that that was released in a way because it showed how fake, I mean, the guy is worse than, you know, Brittany Palmer's breasts. I, it, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, not even just, it's not even just that. I think, I think at a point, like, when you saw, when you saw that, like, when you saw that on his, his side, and it was just like, a lot of times you don't get, you don't always get, 100% of who a person is, just always watching them on interviews and everything. And you get what we really give you. And I think for the first time, uh, I mean, obviously it wasn't that we were fighting. Grand, You know, we're going to answer for that. But um, just to see genuine, uh, unfiltered, Guys, kind of ripping into each other—that was uh, kind of refreshing. I would think, you know. <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was crazy. I mean, he—he he was like, "I will literally kill you," and you're like, "What are you like? What you know? What do you think I'm gonna do? Just sit there and?" Well, I mean, it was. It was. It was I, mean, I was. I, I was. I was out of a. Uh, I was out of uh, responses at that point. I, I wish I had a quick mind like Adam Hunter because <laughs> it would have a little more creative. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you were fine. I mean, uh, if me and Todd said it, we wouldn't actually. No one would actually believe us. But um, <laughs> but with you, I mean, it was. Uh, I can't wait for the fight. Now, I mean, that whole press conference, right? Uh, when you you know when he when he when he 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 pushed you, or when you when you when you when you pushed him back, and then he kind of went in for that double. It was like three different guys tackling you, right? I mean, did you fall backwards? Explain to me because I, I watched it a, a billion times, and I can't really. I, I, I wasn't there, so please tell it's us what actually, happened. It's actually pretty embarrassing the way it happened because when I, when I was uh, when I was when we were going into this whole thing and he was trying to uh, hit me, I was down low, so I saw his legs. So I tried to grab his legs, but the security guard was in between us somehow. So I ended up falling on top of the security guard, and when I looked back. Jones was on top of the stage about to jump off on top of me, which is actually pretty scary because now my back's towards him and he's mad, you know, so I was like, oh, man, this ain't good. Well, somehow I ended up getting on my back to where he was actually able to kind of almost my guard. I was able to grab his head and kind of hold him close so that he couldn't uh, hit me like he wanted to. At the very end, he kind of postured up and, and tried to punch me. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. You know what the, the craziest thing about it is? Is that uh, I haven't really watched it. You know, obviously we saw it when we were doing all the interviews and stuff. 
But all the stuff I remember so vividly, like it was just like everything was going so slow. Like I was like, man, I can I can see just people around me. You know, like I could see and feel just people around me. I was like, man, this is crazy. How uh, how slow everything seemed to be to be going whenever uh, whenever the whole thing was happening. Right. The um. I, I didn't like the way people were trying to say that that, that specific incident was going to be bad for the sport, although I will say that you've seen people shoving back and forth before at weigh-ins, but the fact that John Jones actually threw a punch, I think was the, probably the first time I ever saw a punch thrown at one of those things. And um, to me, that just says that you're in his head like like no one's been before. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, honestly, uh, um, you know, when Nick Diaz and uh, – when Nick Diaz and and uh, BJ Penn went forehead to forehead, they were kind of like moving each other's heads. Right. You know, right as Dana was pulling him away, I mean, right. BJ uh, Nick was going to slap him. Nick tried to slap him, but then just barely moved BJ out of the way of him getting smacked. So guys try to hit each other in that situation. It just it just doesn't happen. They get there a little faster with stopping it normally, I guess. Now, when you get home that night and it's all over the news, what does your wife say to you? She was actually there. So she just said, I can't believe that nobody thought anything would happen after how this has festered for so long. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want want Selena mad at anybody. Yeah. Uh, By the way. I know. <laughs> and by the way, congratulations on getting engaged, man. That's that's uh, pretty amazing. About damn time, son. <laughs> I know, man. Thank y'all, man. I, I appreciate it, man. You know, I should have did it a long time ago, but you know, it just sometimes, you know, you just have to. Sometimes you just have to, to, to make a decision, and we made the decision we did. And now we're trying to find a day to get married. Well, that was the only reason that I was actually happy that fights got fight got postponed because I was worried that like once you got engaged, you'd have all these second thoughts. You'd be thinking about that, and what if she stops, you know, hooking you up and stuff with you know <laughs> sexual things? And so I was actually this way. You don't have to worry about any of that. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, you know what, man? I never worry about how I'm going to perform when I get to the octagon. She's a good woman. She doesn't. She doesn't want me to. She doesn't want me to lose because she doesn't want me to make less money. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, obviously, Jones has a huge reach advantage, and you have a waist advantage. Um, <laughs> how are you going to deal with this big reach advantage that he, he has? I, I mean, I just have to fight like I always do, man. You know, I just got to pressure him, and I haven't really had trouble with with. Uh, what people would reach before, you know. So uh, I'm just gonna fight like I, I, I used to. And 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 then the, the thing about John is, I just gotta get him fighting with me. You know, I need him to fight with me. Uh, I can't play pretty pat with him on the outside. If I do that, I'm gonna lose. I mean, that's that's common knowledge. I gotta get him fighting with me. And and, and the moment I can do that, uh, I can ensure success. And how do I do that? By just pressing him and making him fight. You know. Gotta get in his face and make him fight. I mean, um, who are the guys that you're bringing in to kind of help you? You're, you're, you're bringing in um, uh, Phil Davis, right? Phil Davis came in and trained. Uh, he's gonna help me as we move forward. 
uh, as I help him prepare for going to share. Uh, Cyril Diabate is a striker from overseas that used to fight in the UFC, like 6'6". Mm-hmm. Really good kickboxer. But majority of the, the more, majority of the time, I'm just going to train my guys, man. Luke King, you know, I don't... I don't think that you have to change anything that is going to be changed. Uh, they prepared me for a tall guy in Josh Barnett. Foot Silver, they prepared me for Jeff Munson. They prepared me for... All those guys that I've shortest guys that I've faced, it's it, it's always been good enough. So yeah, I'm gonna my team. You know, I got two of the best guys in the world that I can train with day to day, and nobody that he can train with day can beat the two guys that I train with. So yeah, yeah no. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll my guys. Although I was a little concerned about Kane though, cause I saw a picture of him recently, and it looks like instead of brown pride, he should have brownie pride, cause uh, <laughs> it looked like he's put on some pounds. That's the danger of the guy changing me. Whenever we're injured, we don't fight for a long time. We just gotta eat, hang out. You know what I mean? We like to eat. You know? So, working uh, hard to get back in shape and be prepared for fight night. Um, yeah. Honestly, that is probably in the last three months since we went to the Ultimate Fighter. To do Latin America, that might be the first picture he took with the T-shirt, and then it got all over the stupid internet. Because he, I mean, he's a winner, you know. He's like, I'm not in shape, but he goes, "When am I ever gonna have a six pack?" He goes, "When am I ever gonna have a six pack?" I go, "Yeah, it doesn't matter." I go, "You'll be in shape and ready to fight." He's like, "I know." <laughs> so, uh, so, so, uh, Adam, yeah, make for Dean Velasquez, but put a man in that cage with him that can beat him. Oh, I, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not I, me. That's my, that's my, whenever people say that, you know, because I got that on Twitter, oh, you look like this compared to kid. I go, hey, put a man in there that can beat him. So what do we do? We fight, right? We're not going in there, standing in the middle with a referee and we start posing. You take your shirt off, I start posing, you start posing. Hey, if you if that's what we were doing, Keenan and I would be two, two of the worst fighters in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Don't start posing. We get in there and we fight. Person- and that's why we're too best. Personally, I think that you're the number one 205 pounder. You'd be the number two heavyweight. I mean, uh, and I and I, I don't know what happens to you and Kane. You might be the number one heavyweight, but I know you guys are best friends and we never fight. So uh, you, I think you guys are the two baddest men on the on the planet, especially in your weight class. And, and I, it was just a joke. But I, I mean, I, well, I, you know. Well, but I mean, we've been getting that. You know, people see his Instagram and Twitter, so I can only imagine what you can get from these fans. <laughs> So, I get it, and I'm not. I'm, that's not even me, you know. So, uh, but you know, whatever. You know, people are who, who they are, and they are how they are. So, show me a man that can beat that guy, and uh, then maybe he'll, he'll uh, change what's been genetically given to him in his entire life because he's looked the exact same, you know. Yeah. Well, the thing about I like about you guys also is that is that you know you guys aren't you know, the most physically gifted people out there, but you guys work your asses off and you've, you're so much tougher than these guys. And, and, and that's what I respect the most. It's not like, like when I look at your body type, I'm like, okay, like even when, like, even when I stood next to you, I'm like, you know, Cormier is not a huge guy, but you work your fucking ass off and that's what makes you so good. And same, same with Cain Velasquez. I mean, you look at what he did to Brock Lesnar. Not saying that Brock didn't work hard, but if you look at Brody's Brock's body compared to Kane's, you'd say Brock's going to win that fight, and Kane just 
obliterated that guy, you know, within within minutes. So uh Rock, Montos, uh Bigfoot Silva. They all look so ripped up, but then when he's done with them, it's like, man. <laughs> but I like to say, you know, we're a couple we're a couple durable station wagons, four F one fifties. Country you know, Squire. Yeah, you know, we're a couple we're, we're a couple farm farm uh you know, we're a couple uh, a couple machines you'll find on the farm. You know, built for durability and for toughness and you know, it, it, we're not speed cars. We're not it's not we're not they're not sexy car like Todd Rex. Todd Rex is a sexy car. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the uh, the three biggest Todd, Todd Rex and I went to a war show and my cousin had this slick black suit on. He was like, man, this dude looks like he's in the men in black, and I look like I'm someone's usher. <laughs> I did, dude. I look so terrible in a suit, man. <laughs> I look like a cadaver. <laughs> he, he looks like an actual usher, not usher. An, an actual usher. <laughs> not like it's not. not so I usher. look like you should be opening the door whenever everybody, that, oh, your seat's over there. <laughs> Let me take you to your seat. Right. No, I'm I telling you. I miss Todd Rex. This guy does not call me anymore. We were good friends. Oh, come oh. on, son. Oh, you don't answer your phone anymore. Wow. Todd? You, yes. Todd, I'll be crazy. <laughs> I answer my phone. <laughs> you don't answer your phone anymore, man. I do, man, all the time. I just was sick last week. You guys, I was on my deathbed, boys. Yeah, I heard you. I was on my deathbed. I was hurting bad, boys. I, and I felt terrible about it, too. Nah, man, all, your, your health hey, is the most important. Daniel, it's Jake Ellenberger, man. I, I, uh, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. Look, looked up whoa, to you. Whoa, in the, whoa, 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 guys, what is this? What's up? What is this? So Ellen Burger's just sitting there with the music. I can't even. No, no, hey, I can't even. I can't even get a word in, man. It's it's just I've been listening to these guys like, talking. Hey guys, I don't get a warning that the, the juggernauts on the on the phone do. You just like gonna let them creep up under me behind no. me. <laughs> no, man, I've, I've been here the whole time. I just haven't. I haven't been able to talk yet. So. <laughs> What's up, Jake? Not much, man. I, I um. I, it's funny. I've, I've been. I've been a big fan of you for a long time in in the wrestling world. Uh, it's funny because. Actually, King Mo is one of the first people that told me about you, and I started watching you. Uh, this is before MMA, but he was like, "This guy's this—he's the man. He's, if he goes into MMA, he's gonna—he's gonna destroy the world." And I was like, ever since then, I was like, "I gotta watch." I was like, be on YouTube watching Daniel Cormier wrestle. Like, is is so awesome, you know? Going back watching him wrestle Kale Sanderson. I mean, some of the most epic wrestling matches I've ever seen from from Cormier. So I, I'm, I've always been a huge fan. As far as him being a heavyweight champion uh, against Cain Velasquez, when I first started sponsoring Daniel back in the day and I was talking to Dwayne, Dwayne was like, Daniel's seriously the only guy in the gym that gives Cain fits that can handle Cain like, on a regular basis. Yeah, no, Dan's... Uh, dude, I'm, I'm telling you when, you, when you threw away... When you threw around Dan Henderson, Jeez. he hasn't been thrown like that since Noah's Ark. I mean, he was... <laughs> you, were, you were throwing... Tossed him like a child. Good the fight got postponed. I mean, if, if you had the flu, right? I mean, that because that, that could have messed up your whole camp. 
Well, not even that, Adam. Like, I'll be completely honest with you, man. When, whenever I heard the fight got postponed, I asked Lorenzo if I was still going to get the fight. Because, you know, with the whole Gustafson situation and, you know, I was worried, man. So when he told me, no, it's the fight we're keeping together, honestly, man, I was actually kind of happy because I had been training and I had been working, you know, and I heard about this fight only at nine weeks out. And so I immediately started training. But I had a family trip down to Mexico plans for my little brother. And uh, I took a partner down there and I trained, but it was, I was running and I was working out, but it wasn't with guys like Kane and it wasn't with anyone that could actually compete, you know? So even when I got home, Kane was gone doing some promotional stuff. Rocco's been injured with his foot. So I was going with, with guys in the gym that weren't necessarily able to compete with me. Well, Phil Davis came in and Phil and I sparred three rounds hard. And I was tired. I was like, man, I, I was like, I've got six weeks to get in shape to go two more rounds with the best fighter in the world. I was like, man, you know, I might actually be in a little trouble here because I didn't know if I had enough time to get prepared to go five rounds as hard as I'm going to need to go uh, against the John Jones. So <laughs> to be honest with you, boys, once I realized that I was still getting this fight, I was actually kind of happy because now I've got, I mean, I've already started working out. Um, I've got uh, September, October, November, December. I've got four months to prepare for John Jones, so I can work uh, to, to 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 those nine weeks. I can work five weeks, six weeks to get to those nine weeks before I actually have to start really kicking it in the high gear for training camp. So, did you uh, were you already starting your peak when he when he pulled out? Like, did it kind of mess your timing up? But see, Todd, there was no going into your peak. It was grind, 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 grind. I'm 35, so uh, honestly, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, I probably would have because I was trying to go so hard, so fast to get in shape. Because, dude, since I fought Dan Henderson, I had done, in the gym, honestly, six times because I was doing the TV thing and the chill got fired, so I got all of his jobs. And I was like, I was just super busy, like just super busy with TV I was gaining so much weight, and I was spending too much time behind the desk. I was doing a show called UFC Now in Burbank on Tuesdays. I would do UFC Tonight sometimes on Wednesdays. Then I would do the weigh-in and post-fight shows on Friday, Saturday, and then come home Sunday. So some days I was spending five days in L.A. just doing TV, you know. So, uh, and, 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 and honestly, not, not, uh, not training when I wasn't. So Selena and I would go down with the kids. I would work Tuesday morning, be off all day, all afternoon Tuesday, work all day Wednesday, have a day off on Thursday, shoot, we'll go to Disneyland or something, eat some turkey legs, go work Friday, Saturday, hit Disneyland on Sunday, go back home to San Jose on Monday, and then go back to L.A. midweek, you know? So it was like, it was just a little much, you know? I wasn't really training. Wow. Do you think that um, John really got hurt or he was trying to mess with you? I believe he got hurt, man. You know, I, I mean, just think about it, Adam. Like, I mean... If you're going to fight a guy that you genuinely dislike, like, and he said it himself, he goes, sometimes there are guys where losing is just not an option. That, that's Shale Sonnen, the Rashad Evans situation, and obviously me, Gustafson too. He'll want to work hard and be prepared. But if, if he was to fight me or if I was to fight him and I was the champion and he had only eight to ten weeks to train, that's ideal for me. That's not, that's not sufficient prep time or a five-round title fight. I mean, it can be done, 
but you're not going to get the same man in January that you would have got on September 27th. I would have fought hard at him. I would have fought as hard as, I, as my body would have let me, and I would have went as hard as I could, and I would have won. But on January 3rd, I'm going to be able to go way harder now, when, uh, and honestly make it look easy. Now, when you, fought, in trouble. when you fought Henderson, <laughs> I remember in that, in that third round, your corner told you, uh, you got to fight this guy, Daniel. Was there a party that didn't want to beat him up? No, that wasn't me. <laughs> he never had to tell me to fight him. That was his corner telling him to fight because they figured he couldn't get any offense off. That wasn't me. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't feel bad for him because if he would have hit me, he, he would have knocked me out and not felt bad for a second, you know. So uh, I was fighting to win that fight, um, and I was dominating the fight, so I was going to continue to do what I was doing. Um, I would have fought him as long as they would have uh, told me I had to fight him. I respect Dan Henderson so much that for me not to have given him, if, if for me not to, uh, for me not to have given him 110% would have been disrespectful to him in a way. Right. Because I, I, I think Dan Henderson is great. So he needed to get the best Daniel Cormier or, or uh, that would be unfair to him. And that's what he got. You know, I thought I fought well, uh, I've never, I've never had a fight like that because I never really wrestle that much in my fight. You know, I normally try to stand and oh, man. I do other things. You know, whereas this time, I actually had a uh, a uh, my 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 focus was was actually my wrestling and, and my ground game. Those are some of the craziest throws I've ever seen. Now, I remember in uh, blood sport when Van Dam was training, they threw sand in his eyes uh, to get him ready for like being blind. I know that John Jones pokes a lot of people. Are you training? Are, you, are they throwing sand in your eyes during practice, or having you train with like eye patches? <laughs> hey, bro, can I say something though? Sure. I think there was actually sand in the cage. I don't know what that was, but I, was, I had so much like sand and shit in my hair after the fight. So I don't know. Maybe Dan got Dan got sand in his face because. Dude, it was everywhere. It was all over my body. It was all over my hair. Like, my hair was full of sand. Jake, you fought since. Like, Jake, you fought the same night as me. Did you feel that? In the in the octagon? Yeah, it on was, the ground. It was, it was a little rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think there was sand on, on Dan's feet from crossing the desert with Moses? <laughs> <laughs> what was it, Jake? Like, seriously, what was that? No, I don't know. I really don't know. But I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, what is that? It was like there was sand or something like with that grainy inside of on on the floor. It wasn't the ash from your elbows? (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) It could have been. Or it could have been my toenails popping off as I was like kicking the stuff. No, but I'm saying, but John Jones is known to poke a lot of people in the eyes. I mean, he's, I mean, right? Like, like we said on the show, he's poked more men than Anderson Cooper. Oh, um, so, oh. 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 <laughs> oh, and he can take a dick but can't take a joke? Oh, so, so. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, aren't you a little concerned about being poked? Uh you know, I man, I, I, I always say that, that John is doing that, trying to gauge range and distance. So, I mean, if he, I mean, you know, what's going to happen? You know, you, you lose a fight because someone pokes you in the eye. That's not why John Jones beats these guys. He beats these guys because he's better than them, not because he pokes them in the eye. Uh, am I concerned about it? I'm kind of having fun with it. I mean, if you didn't, you know, we did a little video a while back, me and Luke Crockholz and Phil Davis about the eye pokes, but 
you know, it's all in fun, man. I'm not, I'm not going to spend time and energy worrying about him poking me in the eye when I can be getting better. You know what I mean? Right. My whole focus and my whole goal in the next four months is to be the best Daniel Cormier that I can be when I step into the cage because uh, phony, fake, uh, whatever you want to call him, you know, he's a champion and he's probably the best champion we've ever had and probably the greatest uh, fighter the UFC's ever had. Is he the best mixed martial artist that we've ever seen? Probably not in terms of just skill, but in terms of how he competes in the octagon, I don't think anybody's ever done it better. So my focus is to just get better to where I can go out there and beat this dude up and not even, I don't want it to be close. I don't want to be standing in the middle of the cage at the end of the fifth round with my heart thumping through my chest. I want to know that the, 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 the announcer is going to scream that I'm the new champion, you know, just and walk new. to the center confident knowing that I'm going to be the new champion. Well, look, man, you're a guy who's been through so much. I'm not even going to get into it right now because I don't want to – we talked about this in other podcast, but you've been through so much, and I got nothing – I got so much respect for you, and you're such a nice guy. I don't even know if you remember this. You were the guy – you asked my girlfriend at the time. She was a little Asian girl. You are with your cousin, and you're like, hey, uh, can you take a picture of me and my cousin? And then she looked at you, and you are like, uh, you're, you're actually scaring me right now. Uh, you're, and she was like – and then she told me that. And I'm like, that guy was scared of you? I'm like, that, I'm like, that's how big of a bitch you are. Well, you're scaring the bad no, – no, I'm kidding. But, but I'm saying – so it was – she actually was like, she didn't want to do it. She's like, I'm not taking a picture of you. you me? And I felt kind of like, oh my God. <laughs> so, it was, but it just shows you how polite and how nice you are. You're such a, <laughs> such a great guy, man. Now, uh, have you switched? Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. Huh? Have you switched deodorant? Dude, let me tell you something. My deodorant failed me miserably. But it's not my fault. It's Selena's fault. It is Selena's fault. And I, I am so glad you brought that up, Adam. It wasn't even like, it wasn't, it wasn't a pit stain. It went from my armpit to my belt. The thing was oh. longer. It was longer. I was like, man, it's hot up in here. I was sitting there doing the interviews like, it's kind of hot. You know, it, that was kind of heavy. You know, I was like, man, it's real hot up in here. And then when I got up and saw those pictures, I was like, holy cow, why didn't someone say that I was dripping sweat down my side on my T-shirt? Now, I'm going to bury this deodorant company. It's called Tom. The same oh, I guess Tom's? It's called you Tom. was Tom's, the yeah, same Tom's toothpaste people? The guy from MySpace? Tom's, <laughs> it's Tom's deodorant. Uh, Isn't he from my Maine? My girl, Selena, uh, got into this whole... Well, we can't use Crest or any of that because they're putting something in the toothpaste. Don't yeah, it's use called products that you need. <laughs> bro, she's reading, she's reading too much internet, bro, so everything's organic and shit. Hey, I go, hey, I need something that says sport on it. Organic stuff does not work for a big guy like me. What are you doing? I said, see what you did? Do you see what you did? Uh, uh, oh, man. Now, uh, people on the underground, they called you the Black Fedor, uh, and they want to know if you actually enjoy that nickname or you don't like it. I think it's fine, man. You know what I mean? Anytime you get compared to the greatest uh, heavyweight of all time, uh, it's it's awesome. You know what I mean? At this point, Fedor Milianenko still won, you know, 28 or 30 fights in a row. Uh, he was a man. You know, I thought yeah, I think he was the greatest heavyweight of all time in his era. And and uh, still to this day, um, I believe that Kane's going to pass him. But, you know, for, for what, what he was, yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. That's, I think that's a huge compliment. Uh, cool. And now, I mean, it's just, a, I, I think that also there's a maturity factor between Daniel 
I mean, you don't, you don't mm. see Cormier going on people's Twitters and, tw- and Instagram and calling them names, then deleting it three seconds later. And then it got hacked. And, and then <laughs> claiming he, he got hacked and this and that. There's a certain, like, I think lifestyle of, of that John has and the people around him. He's got all these yes men telling him what he wants to hear. Where It just seems like, uh, like Dan, you, you don't have those distractions. You know, you don't have that, that, that whole thing around. You, you don't believe your own hype. And I think that's gonna that's gonna help you. I mean, I would assume. Well, I hope so. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, John's young. You know, he's 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 a younger guy. Had all the success in the world at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And you know what else, man? Like people, he's a you know he's a big deal, man. These guys, they they don't do these interviews very often. Like you know, I'll, I'll sit and do an interview with you guys uh, when I'm not even. I don't even have a fight. They don't really do that. You know, Kane doesn't do that very often either. Uh, for the champions, they don't. So when they come around, it's a big deal. So everybody around them is so excited, and it, it brings excitement. And um, when that's how people respond to you all the time, how can you not kind of start to, to buy into that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a lot of reasons and factors why uh, John behaves the way that he does. Whatever. Well, it's know, good. Well, I can it's, only be. It's nice I, I, care, I, I, I care about, you know, this whole thing is bad because at some point we're going to have to explain that to our kids. And that's. What uh, what I'm not very happy about. Yeah, well, I mean, it seems like your kid, your kids know. Wasn't your kids super excited? Like, yeah, my dad's gonna be the champion, well, right? Didn't Dana say that? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. My daughter's like mumbling that she can barely speak it, but she's like, I was like, Kiki, I'm gonna be the champion, and she's like, My dad's a champion. My dad's gonna be champion. <laughs> Kept saying it for like a day and a half, and I was like, you know, teary eyed every time. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, every man. time. That's awesome. <laughs> I need to. I need to get a daughter just for that. Lotus flower bomb. I want to have a kid so I can hear that. Hey, hey, hey Lotus. Hey, Lotus. What listen, up? listen, listen. What's up? Okay, so, so, uh, you uh, just, just, just uh, for future shows, you can't have Ellen Burger just sleeping in the back <laughs> he's on the show. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, listen. It's cool that he's on the show, and every now and again he'll make his presence felt. But you can't have the juggernaut just sleeping in the back. Well, you gotta like get Sleep, him involved. Sleeping like, in the back. Talk to Jake. Jake, do you have any questions for? Uh, I have Daniel so Carter. many questions. I don't, Let's hear. Him. Thank you. Can I talk, Adam? Yeah, no, I'm just. Please I'm do. joking. It's no. It's been great. We really don't have enough time. As we much have time. Come like. on. We have time. Let's no, hear. I mean, let's like, hear the questions. I mean, like, I'm talking about enough time for the interview. We're wrapping up anyway. No, we're not no. wrapping up. I want to hear your questions for Cormier. Hey, Jake, Jake, don't fall for it, Jake. They're going to let you ask, and they're going to say, we're out of time, DC. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> no. Looking at the clock. Come on, Jake, hey, Jake seriously. Jake, don't let him do it to you, Jake. There's only two minutes left in the show, Bryce. All right, all right. Like, all right. <laughs> okay, Seconds Daniel. Out. Daniel, it's been eight months, and Jake has not been late yet. Oh, come on. Do you on. have any, any, honestly, every week we come in here, we go, how was Listen, your weekend? You get Daniel. any puss? No, Jake has, a, Jake has a smoking hot girlfriend. I've seen her before. You kidding me? Who's this girlfriend? What are you talking about? Jake's girlfriend's beautiful. Who is this? Who are you talking about? Jake, just don't tell him. Leave him wanting <laughs> Listen, to know, Jake. Don't here, ever give him everything. I've, I've, I've never talked about females on the show, so he just they're, they're assuming I'm a virgin, and that's kind of the ongoing joke right now. <laughs> so Jake, hey, Jake, Jake doesn't go out and Jake doesn't him. get laid. Jake, don't, all, don't give him everything, Jake. That's what you do. you got to keep him wanting more. I've done it to Todd Rex, like where I've told him half of a story. He'd go, I'll tell you the rest later, and then he'll ask me like hours later, like, "Hey, you forgot to tell me the rest of that story." I'm like, "No, nah, no, I didn't." He's <laughs> like, "What so do you mean funny. you didn't?" I'm like, "I didn't forget to tell you." <laughs> and then I just kind of walk away. It's like you got to leave him wanting a little bit more, Jake. I'm telling you, don't give him, not especially not these two jokers. <laughs> 
Oh, that's great. So what happened with Khabib? Uh, oh, man. Did you guys see Khabib? Khabib's like, Khabib's like, hi, brother. This is my, you know, he called me the other day. Hi, brother. I go, what's up, Khabib? I go, what's wrong? What's wrong, my brother? He goes, my leg, I hurt my knee. And my LCA. I said, what? <laughs> he goes, I, <laughs> I tear my LCA. I said, what is an LCA, Khabib? I go, you know that doesn't exist, right? That is not a ligament in your knee. It's an ACL. Oh, yes, brother, ACL. He goes, I weigh 195 pounds. I said, Whoa. oh, my goodness. He's a monster, dude. Wow. He is a monster, bro. Wow. The moment they give that kid the title shot, he's going to just pick up people and just slam them down. He smothers them. Yeah, he's, I mean, you look at a, what he did to Dos Anjos. I mean, he's... Uh... Bro, he's a, he's a monster, bro. He is a monster. And he's always in such phenomenal shape. He, does, he never gets tired. Do you think he wins he's the belt monster. at 155? I do, honestly. I, I was I was talking to my I was talking to my manager the other day, Bob Cook, and uh, Bob was just like, he he doesn't manage Khabib. You know, Khabib's one of the guys that comes into our gym during training camp, and he's just like, man, he goes, he's just a handful for everybody because once he grabs you, he just kind of smothers you. Like he's so big, he's so strong, and he's in great shape. So it's like by the end of the third round against Dos Anjos, Dos Anjos could hardly. He he started. To, he eventually started playing the guard because he couldn't get up. He would just keep getting thrown down. And then that Avril Trujillo, who's knocking everybody out, Khabib took him down twenty three times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, think about how good Abel is. Now Jake has a fight against Kelvin Gastelum coming up. Do you have mm -hmm. any uh, advice? Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for Jake? Yes, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be there at the event. Uh, you know, I mean. You know, they're, they're, they, you know, they're, he's a big, strong, he's a big, strong kid. He's improving daily. Mm -hmm. uh, just, I think that, I just think that, that right now, Ellen Berger at this point in his career has seen way too much a different level of opponent. I mean, Jake's fought, you know, Rory, Jake's fought Robbie Lawler, Jake's fought, Jake's fought everybody, Shields. you know, so Jake Shields. So uh, I think the level of competition is going to carry Jake in this fight. But, Jake, I got to tell you one thing, bud. Use your wrestling. Don't get in no striking battle with these dudes, man. For what? Didn't we tell them that the when last fight? Every week. Told you. Every day. Jake, whenever they don't, whenever they don't, have, when they don't have the wrestling to fear, they gain, they, there's confidence in just knowing that, that mm -hmm. there is no wrestling to fear. That's why I can fight the way I fight every time, because I know there's no wrestling to fear against any of these dudes. Mm -hmm. So use your wrestling, man. Just mix it up. And uh, if you do that, I think you'll be fine. All right. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. No Words of wisdom from the champ. Any, any any dating advice for him? Use your wrestling. Dating <laughs> Use your wrestling. Chloroform <laughs> and wrestling. Wrestlers are, wrestlers are known to have great hips, so Jake Jake's fine. Listen, Jake's I, fine. That's that's a distraction. I don't I don't need that right now. I'm I'm, I'm my my days are completely filled as it is. No more naked parties. Jake 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 Jake. Jake, Jake. Don't tell him that. Jake Jake. Don't. Be so, he's so cute. Adam's so cute, isn't he? He's, he's adorable. He's got that butt chin. If I, sometimes, you know, <laughs> I can see why guys uh, want to put it in there. Listen, oh my God. so, uh, I mean, those kind of guys. All right, listen. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, guys. Where are you going? Okay. Is she up there? Okay. Hey, hey, uh, I got the, uh, hold on a second. I got the picture. I got the picture. It's in my, uh, I'll bring up. He knows we're. This is a great pod, best podcast ever. You could hear, you could hear 
Daniel Cormier ordering food okay. right now. <laughs> I'll have six yeah, six big ribs. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nineteen original recipe. Uh, four shakes. What, what are you doing? We just ordering some original uh, recipe. No, I was actually given a. Uh, I uh, one is this guy that I know. His uh, he 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 um he owns like a uh. Uh, it's a, a like a, a video company, and he goes on tour with these these rock and roll bands and these country bands and stuff. And one of the guys that's like in this band, I can't remember what band it is. Maybe it's like it's actually maybe it's like Big and Rich or something like the country band. Yeah. And the guy's like a big fan, so he wanted like a, an autograph picture. His wife, his wife carpools with a lady that trains at our gym, so I was bringing the uh, the photograph. Oh. Yeah. All right. Always, always about the fans. <laughs> Such a nice guy. He's like, hold on one sec. There's a cat in the tree right now. Yeah. I was just saving a tree. Uh, hold on one sec. There's an old lady about to get hit by a truck. Hey, they... I got her. I got her. Yeah, such a such a good dude. Hey, let me let me ask you guys a question though. Sure. We we're doing UFC uh on UFC on FX eight and Thursday afternoon, Rashad Evans and I are done, and 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 Michael Bisman, we're done at five p.m. Any of you boys doing anything funny on Thursday night comedy show or anything that you can you can invite us to? Absolutely. No. Yes. You, you yes. want to invite us? To, uh, okay, yes. Invite uh, me to your comedy show, please. Uh, okay, no problem. I will text you the information. Yeah, I, I have Thank a show you. too. Unfortunately, it. be in Maryland. Yes, absolutely. I'll text <laughs> Todd, you. Todd, Todd's leaving, of course, because he's like, oh, I don't want to hang out with these guys. Absolutely. Whatever. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to hang out. Give me today. your bum voice. <laughs> What's that? Your bum. Yeah. So, That's how you sound, bro. The 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 reason that uh, Daniel Cormier is on the podcast right now is uh, affirmative action. <laughs> we we need more black people to uh, enjoy MMA. <laughs> hey, Doc, Doc, listen to this, listen to this though. What's that? John Jones and I were on World Star Hip Hop. Twice and had over a million views on World Star. Really? Wow. A million views on World Star. Wow. Dude, if somebody would have just like audited uh, some audio over when we were fighting, someone just going, World Star. <laughs> World <laughs> Star. It would be awesome, right? Like, God dang, what are you guys doing? Let's do the World That's... Star thing. I, I just want to say oh, that uh, World Star. January 3rd, you uh, going to knock his bitch ass out. <laughs> Come to the White House, have dinner with me and Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> After you knocked that, that bitch ass motherfucker out, Todd, you got you gotten really good at that. I remember when you first started doing it, and it was just awful. It sounded like John Kerry. <laughs> it's much. Hey, you were going for Barack Obama in the beginning, yes, and you were getting a little John Kerry, Bill Clinton. It was kind of in the middle of the southern weird. He sounded like Czech Congo, you actually. Know. Czech Congo. Good now, though. Todd, it's very good now. Good I job, pre- man. Appreciate wow, that, there, handsome. Well, after after getting all the free handouts, you might as well thank the guy that's giving them to you. <laughs> all right, boys. You're getting handouts from Obama. All right, so listen, uh, Daniel Cormier, it's a pleasure having you on the show. You are uh, champ. You're going to be the champ. Champ is here. You're, you're amazing. You're you're a great influence. You're a great role model. Where can people find you? At Popeye's Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Twitter at DC underscore MMA. Instagram at DC underscore MMA. And like my Facebook pa- fan page, Daniel Cormier MMA. Guys, also grab your break bones tees. They're every, all different colors. Man, you better send me one. Uh, get them at the CFAthletic.com. 
They're awesome, man. Great T-shirt. Send send me one, man, and I'll send you a Daniel Cormier trauma shirt. I mean, you still got some for me, don't you? I do. Got some for where? Where my T-shirts at, man? I want them. I actually want them now. They're at my house. All right, I'm gonna pick them up. Oh wait, I'm not allowed to go there. Why not? Because you're gonna be in May. Because you're gonna be in Maryland. Every time I'm in LA, you're like, I'm I'm not gonna be there. I don't want to fight you, Todd. I want to see that. Hey, Adam, before I go, yes. I just want you to know that the night that John Jones, like, kind of, like, dissed Todd. Oh, here we go. Uh, here we go. Yes. Hey, the, the night he kind of dissed Todd at the World MMA Awards, I've never seen a guy's feeling so hurt, Adam. Like, oh, wow. oh my hurt. God. That is such hey, BS. This dude was hurt. This oh, dude was Daniel was the hurt one. Daniel was like, did he really say that? Oh, man. <laughs> like, hey, this dude walked back like he was about to start crying. I was like, what is that? <laughs> he didn't diss me. He dissed hey, you hey, to hey, me. He was like, nothing, man. Oh. Nothing. I was like, what is wrong, dude? I was like, what's wrong with you? He's like, no, weird. He's like, nothing, man. I don't want to say nothing. Dude. I don't want to nothing. I was like, all right, man. Now, that part is true. Because Daniel was like, I'm going to go over there and say something to this dude. And I was like, I don't want to be looking like a snitch. And then, hey, you know, John yeah, turned you know, to me. You know what would have been awesome if that was your voice and not just this sad, somber. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you got to hang you up on this guy. Who is this clown? You got a kid in trouble and you're like, why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> And they kind of like go, hmm, and they suck their teeth every time. Like, oh, my God. I'm going to spank you. And then, so they start trying to stop. That was Todd. I don't want to say nothing. He's like, I don't want to be a snitch. The teeth sucker, get out of here. Wow, sucking your teeth. I've never done that. The whole time he's like saying it, he's like telling me what's going on. He's like shaking his head no. Like, this dude was hurt bad, man. This dude hurt so bad. <laughs> this dude hurt bad, dude. Like that, bad. That's so funny. I can't, I, wow. That was so nice <laughs> yeah, of you to stick bad. up for your friend. That's so nice mm. of you, Daniel, to protect Todd. I appreciate that. I did actually. I ended up protecting him. He went know, over to him and was like, hey, did you hurt my buddy Todd's feelings? <laughs> I was like, what did you do to Todd? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's, he's all, well, first off, who's Todd? I was like, I was like, I was like that cream-colored brother over there with the big suit. <laughs> with the big suit. The, the, the usher at the door, by the door. <laughs> oh, I thought he worked there. All right, man. I got to get going, boys. All right, DC. Thank you, man. All right, man. Thanks thank for you. being on the show. Hey, thank you, guys. Adam, text me. Bye-bye. Will do. Later, man. Wow, that was funny. Dude, that, coolest guy ever. That is so funny. I didn't realize he was so hurt. Matt. Now it all makes sense why Daniel went up. Why, why he went up to John Jones because he, he was protecting me, man. He was protecting me. What a nice guy. <laughs> I want someone to hurt me so you can protect me too as well. I go around getting hurt by people. He's That's like, so funny. oh man. He's like, hello. Hello, is this Daniel Cormier? Yeah. You're on the MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Bubba Jenkins. How are you, man? Hey, what's up, Adam? How you doing, brother? Good. How are you? Last time I talked to you good. Just get- was before you were the champion. You are now the champion. How fucking great is that? Yeah, man. I'm ex- I'm pumped. It's a great, it's a great feeling, man. Fitness training. Nice. Just walked out of the gym, actually. Going to pick my kids up from school. Nice, nice, nice. You got a, a huge fight coming up against Alexander Gustafson. Uh, how are you feeling about this fight, and how are you preparing for him? I feel good, man. You know, he's, Alex presents some problems because of his height and his footwork, but I think we've covered those things, man. We've been working real hard and and uh, just preparing in all the areas we're going to need uh, in order to win this fight. This is a very tough fight, 
but very winnable and uh, one that I expect to win. And not only just win, but win dominantly. Now, I mean, a guy like Augustuson, you know, there's no way he can catch up to your wrestling and uh, what you've accomplished in your wrestling. Is that, I mean, is that the game plan? Just take this guy down and just pound the shit out of him? No, man. You know, I'm going to do everything. You know, I think you cannot limit yourself to one singular game plan. Right. Uh, there are levels to what we're going to do. Uh, we, we're, we're looking at doing a lot of different things inside of the octagon. Uh, and obviously wrestling is one part of that, but that is not our singular focus. You know, we're looking to fight everywhere. We're looking to, uh, we're looking at, we're going to, we figure he'll defend some takedowns. Uh, he won't defend some takedowns. Sometimes he'll get back to the speed. Sometimes he won't get back to the speed. So uh, we've got to be prepared to do everything. Right. No, that's that, that's why you're the champion. <laughs> Other people would not be the champion. That's why you're the champion. Now, your last fight, I was I was worried, man. You went into that fight against uh, Anthony Johnson, who is creates a problem for everybody. How hurt were you in that first round? You, you know what, man? I, I, uh, I, I wasn't that hurt. You know, a lot of it, I think, had to do with me slipping. I kind of when he hit me, you know, he landed a really good shot, but uh, I wasn't really hurt. You know, I was I was kind of stunned, uh, but I think it was more just balance. Mm. Uh, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I felt like I was okay. You know, I, I, I was able to grab him right away, and I didn't allow him to get the follow-up shot on me. You know, he, he uh, it's not the first shot that really gets you out of there. It's the ones that come afterwards, the second and the third in the fourth, and I was able to stay away from those other big shots, you know? I mean, had you ever been, have you ever been more hurt than that in a fight or in a, in a sparring? Yeah, yeah, I've been hurt more than that before. Uh, I got a need one time uh, in practice. I got a need by Josh Barnett. It was a lot worse than that, but, you know, that one just looked much worse than it really was. Uh, I did get hit, but I was actually going back. And I was fading away from the shot when he hit me, so I was able to actually take a lot of the power off of it. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, um, by the way, I gotta thank you. I act, people obviously people know this that like last year during this time, I I wrote the song all about that cake, <laughs> and <laughs> and I I yep. called, and I texted you and I said, hey, will you be in this all about that cake video? And you replied, sure, man, no problem, no problem. I think you kind of were like. Or whatever, I, you know, sure, whatever. And then you actually showed up to shoot. I couldn't be there. I was on the road. Did you even know what you were going into? No, not really. <laughs> you know, it was a little bit. It was a little different, but <laughs> a lot of bit different. Sometimes you, you got to be willing to to just let go, you know, and have fun. And it seemed fun. You know, it was a good time. It was a good time. I and uh, when 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 it was playing at the MMA Awards, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" You gotta be kidding. <laughs> no, because I texted you. I go, I go, how'd it go? How'd it go? And then you go, to be honest, it just went okay, you know. And I was like, "Ah, shit, he's popping. yeah." It was just okay. I didn't know how it went. You know, I was like, "I don't know." It seemed kind of kind of crazy, but whatever. <laughs> it was fun. So, I had a good time, and and uh, it ended up going over like gangbusters. Dude, it, it became it got 40 million hits on Facebook. The thing went ballistic. <laughs> I mean, people were saying that you're like my grandmother's favorite fighter. Little kids were saying it. It, it got on like on television. What were you thinking during all that? Yeah. <laughs> it was just nuts. I was like, wow, this is much bigger than I ever anticipated becoming. <laughs> uh, 
I was like, I cannot believe so many people are watching this video. <laughs> and it wasn't like it was happening over the course of time. This was happening over like a day. It was like, whoa, from 2 million to 10 million. I was like, man, I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> but you said your, your uh, daughters loved it, right? My daughter loved it. She kept she kept singing it and, <laughs> and singing it. And uh, she didn't she doesn't say it all about the cake. She kept going ba 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 chicken. <laughs> She's a baby, you know. But she loved it, man. She just absolutely loved it. And I think more than anything, that that's what made it okay. Because you don't want your kids to eat. You're like, all right. This is okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. I go. I figured your kids probably see you fight all the time, but they know you as the goofy dad. So now it was nice to see like yeah. that they could celebrate you as goofy dad, uh, and now everyone else saw it too. The crazy you know? thing is that the craziest thing is that for everything I've accomplished in the sport. People come up to me and go, you're the cake and chicken guy. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, you're the cake and chicken guy. <laughs> now, the, the, the sad part was that, like, like it ha- it came out right after the John Jones fight. And I was like, oh, no. Cause I, huh? cause, and then people were like, man, uh-huh. they were like, John Jones must have really fucked this guy up. Now he's talking about cake and chicken. <laughs> and singing, <laughs> singing I did it long before that, though. I've done it long before that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I <laughs> Just the, just the fact that, just the fact that people could think that losing a, comp- a competition could could make somebody go off the deep end like that is insane. <laughs> After everything that I've been through in my entire life, to think that losing a, in a competitive event would make me lose my mind is crazy. <laughs> there are many more things over the course of my life that would have made me lose my mind before losing a freaking fight. N- now, now, what do you think about John Jones? Do you think he's going to end up d- serving jail time, or you think he'll get out? What's, what, what, what are your thoughts on all that? I don't know, man. You know, it's like we don't hear anything. You know, like we don't know what's going on, and I think that's for the best. You know, he, I think John's doing the right thing. I think John's at home working on John, the person. And not really worrying about John the fighter. You know, in time, John will face again. And uh, he'll be just as good as he always was. And he'll be right back around the top, you know, fighting for the championship. So the uh, most important thing is right now him fixing himself personally. And, and the fact that we don't hear from him, you know, I think that's, uh, that's step number one. Isolate yourself to the people that really care about you, the people that truly love you, and let them help you through this time. I mean, I don't. I don't know what's going on with John. I don't know if it's going to be jail time. I don't know. I just, I really don't, I really don't spend that much of my time thinking about it. You know, I just, I really honestly only think about John Jones when I'm in a competitive situation. That's it. Now I got to say that I worry about other things that are much more important. My, my kids and my family. Now, I got to say that first fight with John Jones, or the only fight with John Jones you had, I was at the weigh-ins, right? And here's when I became very concerned mm-hmm. about about you because I was really hoping you'd win. Honestly, I, I'm still hoping you win. I'm so happy you're the champ now. But I was at the weigh-ins and I saw that when you were weighing in, you were so emotional, and you had you. I had never uh-huh. seen I had never seen an, an athlete that emotional, and I was like, ah, oh, shit! Like this guy past that level is personal at that like, point. It yeah. may be too personal, and yeah. it, it may be too much. It may you, you were not relaxed every every fight before that. You were extremely relaxed. Your fight with Bigfoot Silva, your fight with Barnett, mm-hmm. all your fights. You're very even even with Anthony Johnson, very relaxed. But with John Jones, you were so intense. Yeah. Do you think that worked against you? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Too invested emotionally, 
I tied myself too much to everything. And then the thing about it was, because the fight got pushed back, everything was, like, long. Everything mm -hmm. wasn't a two-month deal where him and I were just, like, into each other constantly. But it was, like, three years. And then, and then uh, six more months afterwards because he hurt himself. It was just a, it was just long, a long build. Uh, so much around it. It played it played too big a part in it. You know, I I need I have to detach myself uh, if him and I are to ever compete again. Yeah, no, I think a relaxed Cormier it's a different fight. You know, and uh, I think it's a different. Well, I, think I mean, you know, know, I I'm I'm better that way. I'm better when I can differentiate personal from professional, and I've always done a good job of that. You know, it's just in that instance, I, I I was not able to do that. That's why when we started fighting, the pace was so frantic and ridiculous. It was very tough to keep. So as you got into the later rounds, both of us were pretty much just holding each other. You know, he got those takedowns in the fourth, but for the most part, we were just kind of hugging against the fence because we were so damn tired. Yeah, no, and I, I think I think a, 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 a rematch, different fight. Now I gotta talk, mention Bubba Jenkins is here. <laughs> uh, before the interview, he mm -hmm. he was saying that he went to your what was the Olympic Training Center? Yeah, we was at the Olympic Training Center, and that you long yeah. time ago, and that 2007, you were, 2008, something. You like were that. making fun of him for having nappy hair, <laughs> and that you told him he would, <laughs> you told him he would never be champion, and that there were ten guys that were better than him, and then you had won the championship, right? Uh, he told me, "Don't cut. Uh, why am I there?" for Junior Worlds because uh, we haven't had a Junior World champion since 1999 at that point. And then he's like... He won it. And then, and then he won it. And, and then he said, man, what weight you wrestling next year? And, I, and him and Mo Law were ganging up on me, right? So he goes, what weight you wrestling next year? I'm like, I'm like at 149. He's like, man, Jordan Burroughs, Dario Caldwell, Schlater, Matt... Man, I know 10 guys Matt right Cass. now. Right now, I said, the top everybody, of my head, I said, you won't even know American. Be, yep. Hey, 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 listen. Hey, hey, listen. Seems like I did a pretty good job with the kid. He overcame adversity to show me up. And seven years later, he's bragging about it. DC, what a motivational guy you are to Bubba Jenkins. Hey, Adam, I did not know he held me in such high regard that he needed to impress me like that. Thank you, Bubba. I appreciate it. No doubt, man. Thank you. I do. Because honestly, not, no, all jokes aside, when I went to the training center, me being a young black kid from Virginia, like a little bit hood area, I'm like, oh, Cormier is there and Mo Law is there and, and these are you know black guys that are doing it in the sport so it was like oh I'm looking up to these guys and then I sit there after practice and they're like who is this nappy headed mother get your ass out what hey, Bubba had the show, hey. <laughs> Bubba had some nappy hair back in the day though. I was like wow Bubba looked like us when I was, problem was I was just looking at myself in college because I had some nappy hair I was like dang I was busted like that <laughs> Bubba's a man Bubba's a man no, no, Bubba's a man, man. Bubba, Bubba does a good job. You know, Bubba does commentating for ESPN, for NCAA wrestling tournaments. Bubba's yep. fighting good in Bellator. Bubba's NCAA champ, junior world champion. Shit, man, I can't, I can't say anything bad about my man Bubba Jenkins. And if, if, if the time is right, Bubba J will lace up those wrestling shoes and go out there and wrestle again. Not many of us will do that. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. If you give me the right name and say, hey, you can't beat this guy because he's you know, a champion, I'll say, man, let me let me hop off the couch and put on these, these ASICs again and have to tap that ass. Man, I, I did try. I'll get him. I'll get him. I'll get him. Hey, Adam, I'll get him wrestling by next year. Don't worry about it. I'll take you something. Let me work on some material for Bubba. He'll be on the Olympic team next year. <laughs> 
Yeah, right, you got to talk some trash. I'll be back out there. Well, Bob, Bob's got a big fight coming up against uh, Jordan, Jordan Parsons. He's fighting in Bellator. Yeah, November 20th, man. I got this. And like you said, you got real emotional into that uh, John Jones fight. This guy's been calling me out. He's been hitting my, my Twitter, hitting up my Facebook. I mean, he's been hitting up everything. And, and I've actually lost a little sleep about how I'm going to beat this guy up. You know what I mean? Like, I was in my sleep and I threw a hook while I was sleeping. Like, oh, you know, and thinking about how I want to beat him up. And Not November fair. 20th is three months away. So, you know, I got I to gotta stay calm and not be so uh, emotionally invested. But, just, but I want to beat the hell out of this dude. You got to detach yourself, man. <laughs> yeah, for you sure. You got to detach yourself. Whatever you do, spend some time with, with your family and and don't worry about this guy. This guy is going to be there on November 20th, and that's the only time you should really worry about him outside of training situation. Right, right. Outside of that, man, just live your life. Don't let this guy seep into your real life. That's just, I don't let these guys – these guys don't – they don't matter in my real life. What matters in my real life is what's important, my family, my kids. That's it. Nothing else matters. This is a sport, man. We're doing this for sport. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got to feed the family with it. But I was trying to talk to you in, uh, in Vegas about that Tip of Fighter thing. You've been, you've been naming off these accolades. Man, I'm trying to start this business up with Tip of Fighter, and you was treating your boy like, like 2008 again. Didn't really? No, nah, nah, he, he was cool with it, but I didn't want to talk to him at the party or anything like that. Where so. are we? Where are we?
my national after I won Junior Worlds, he called me and told me how proud of it he oh, was. Oh, really? But yeah, so I weighed it like not, like first I was mad at him, then I was okay with him, and then I neutralized it and being like, okay, we're acquaintances. But then after the years went by, I got over it obviously. But, <laughs> yeah, seven you know, years later. Seven years later, he's <laughs> like, I did a good job speaking bubble. And yeah, you. I it's mean, now that, that I see it that way, he definitely did a good job of motivating me because I never forgot that. I I will never forget it till the day I die that. There, there was a time I was looking up to these guys and they put me down, but it only really, I don't like he was saying, it really only I have that with drive comics me. too. Comics yeah. told me when I first started out, like, you know, but it just, it's hard when you meet like your hero. They say never meet your heroes; mm-hmm. they're only going to let you down. Which right. I, I don't know if I agree with that, but right. I, I understand it. You know, it's got to be hard for you because. You know, especially King Mo. First time I met King Mo, he was such a dick to me. Yeah, I, I met, King Mo. I don't think is this good at first impressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but no, no, no. After you actually talk to him, he's the sweetest guy. Yeah, and, he, and he's a, he's a good dude. Yeah, King. But too. in the beginning, he's very. He's just one of those dudes. I think that like assumes, they put up that uh that um that per, that new persona new personality phase up. Like you won't get the mold that you know from back in the day in college. You'll get the mold that has done something, and then they put up that wall. It's two different walls. Like. When I'm, you know, when I'm at church and stuff like that, I'm obviously not telling about my own personal life, but I still meet and greet people, you know, real casual. But if I'm at a wrestling tournament, there's a definite, a different wall there. I'm not, you know, I'm not new or shady to anybody. You know, you can, you, there won't be any stories. You can ask anybody, Twitter it, find it out. All the people who are listening, go try and find someone who said I've actually been a dick to them. You won't find it because I'm, I'm always open to everybody, you know, to drive 45 minutes out of the way. To coach a bunch of kids, I mean, uh, that would have cost me, I don't know how many thousands of dollars that would have cost me. <laughs> I mean, you did it because you're a nice guy. Yeah. I, I mean, you're a friend. You're a guy. But that- I pride myself, and this is the thing that a lot of MMA guys don't understand. Like, you know, my my neighborhood is like, you can't change. You know, you can't change because so many people make it out of Virginia, you know, and then when you go back to Virginia, I think Virginia is more of a small community. We got so many great athletes. Michael Vick, Allen Iverson. I mean, you can, pers- you can keep naming them. And- and, you know, a lot of them go back and they're the same and a lot of them go back and they're changed. So I pride myself. I mean, absolutely. To the day I die, I will be the same person that I mean, obviously things will change about me. But me wait, willing to shake a hand, sign an autograph, take a picture and talk to the people. That's half the reason why I'm doing it. Half the reason is to get paid. The other half is to, is to be competitive. But there's another percentage in there of, of being that person that wants me to be like, you know what? I pride myself on being this cool every day. You can talk to me anywhere type of person. That's, that's, what you gotta have. that's that's super that's super cool. Now as far as uh Michael Vick being how how big is dog fighting in your area? Trap, it's, it's big in the south. Trap, sauce, and trap, don't trap, don't trap. Tuni sons to hook them door pot lamp. 